Attention, this is a matter of national security. After a meteorite crashed into the New Jersey Turnpike, the following digital audio transmission from the You Watch I Listen podcast was intercepted by NASA scientists in the year 2019. The You Watch I Listen podcast is about to start. Sit down, listen close, and try not to die. The You Watch I Listen podcast starts now. Home Depot uh, in Kansas had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, take it out, take it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, suck it nice and slow. <laughs> Couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? He's being Charles Manson all weird. In the middle of it, he cuts her off and goes, Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, take it out, take it Dude, out. Dude, now I see why people followed Charles Manson. He was very straightforward. Yeah, he had the right idea. It's time for the You Watch I Listen podcast, and always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. I mean, we're ready enough. It's... What was that loud noise? What did you do? You just broke everything. You just broke everything? Last yeah. week you thought your mic stand was broken. No, see, last... Listen, I'm sorry, man. I tried to make ramen in the coffee pot and I broke everything. <laughs> well, hi, Taylor. How are you? I'm tired. Hi, Josh. How are you? Ooh, oh, there's no Josh. Josh has Corona. Hopefully, uh, he he's feeling a little under the weather. So we we'd be better off if he stayed home. I don't think either of us really are interested in getting sick right now. I'm not interested in getting sick ever. No, I being sick sucks. Last time I was legit sick was pneumonia. Yeah, I've actually I, I've, I've had the closest. You did. Thing I know you were you were so mad. Like you told me your symptoms. I'm like, dude, I think you have Corona. Or yeah, wait. That, that that was one of the pros nose moments. Like, yeah, and you texted me the next day from the hospital, and you were like, and I had to watch you, Midsummer. Yeah, you had to watch Midsummer in the so, hospital, which is a great movie to watch so, when you're talking all doped up. That was when I was just about to meet this the the, the, the chick. Yeah, I was about to, I was about to meet her. She thought I was faking, right? Being, being having, having pneumonia because we were supposed to go to the Met game. She's going to put you in a bear costume and set you on fire. <laughs> the Met game that we that I had to eat the money on yeah, was, when Alonso, right. was when Alonzo broke the rookie home that's run right, record. Yeah. And I'm, I'm in a hospital freaking out and they're like, could you shut up? People are actually <laughs> sick. Like, it's like 10.30 at night and then the next day they're about they're about to put me, they're, like they're about to let me go and then I'm like, I'm watching the fucking barn burn on my iPad <laughs> And my doctor walks in and goes, what the hell are you, you watching? Did you watch that, Midsummer. that creepy ass, vid, the one I sent you guys in the group chat, that it was that whole end scene with no score, and it's just the sounds? Yeah, I didn't like it. Dude, the f- I never noticed, but they actually have the boyfriend, you could hear him groaning. He's just... Uh, well, he's paralyzed in that suit. Yeah, no? yeah, but you can't hear it because of the score going yeah. on, and the fact that they removed it, they made that scene so much fucking creepier. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is episode 91 of You Watch, I Listen. We are just 91. nine away from our episode 100 extravaganza 
um, our hot dog eating contest. I'm fucking ready. We got uh, like I think we have like 25 people coming right now, which is pretty fucking cool. Maybe some more. Uh, I think what we should actually have Josh do for that is rather than um, you know do the, the the mixes on the the show. Sure. We need music in the background that's just like playing as things are going on. The you mics want, will just pick it up slightly. You want Josh to be DJ? You're right. We'll let the landlord do it. <laughs> yeah. Just play Dance Yourself Clean on a loop. That's it. I'm fine with it. I was just telling um, our our friend of the show, Bran, recently. He texted me. I guess he was he was in Hawaii, right? And he was at the airport. He had like a five-hour delay. Huma, huma, and, nuka, nuka, and, uh, yeah, it, bitch. It means Chuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So he, he texted me this song to listen to. He's like, I can't. I'm drunk at the airport because I'm on a five-hour delay, and I can't stop listening to this song. And it's like some dance song. And I was like, yo, I got something for you. Put on LCD sound system, dance yourself clean and i'll be like he's like how do you know this song i was like so one night me taylor the landlord are hanging out me and taylor had a lot to drink and uh the landlord was like you guys got to listen to this song and we're like okay and we the first like three minutes we're like this is fucking weird but we're kind of digging it and then the beat dropped and me and taylor and the landlord were just rocking out the whole fucking time saw colors i didn't see before yeah that to me that's such a unique experience that i remember so vividly because that song that song is all i wanted to listen to half the time that was my favorite thing too is because i think we listened to all day the next day and then we were like oh it's like the first nice day out and we like we shot each other with the hose we drank all weekend <laughs> like from wake from dawn uh, from dusk till dawn. I don't know where the fuck Greg was. Uh, th- that was when he was working at Reds. Oh, so he, he so was doing he was gone all night. Stupid hours, and he'd sleep, sleep all, all day, day, then wake yeah. up at four, and then go right back. And he tells us to shut up and go outside. Yeah, which we did. We were outside in the summer fine. most of the time, anyway. It's fine. Um, so how was your week, Taylor? Yeah, overall, just, uh, just relatively busy week. Uh, I had a crazy busy day today. I had crazy busy. Okay, so I have a story for you that happened to me on Sunday. Please. So on uh, on Sunday, you know, I was on call over the weekend, and I had sure. a service call in, uh, in one of these towns, Rutherford. So the the street that the that the call was on, I didn't realize was the day they were having their St. Patrick's Day parade in that town. So the okay. so, the, so the street was shut down for about two hours. So I sat there and I watched the whole St. Patrick's Day parade. <laughs> Wait. When's St. Patrick's Day? It's the 16th. Oh, okay. Good thing we're doing it a month early. Yeah, right. But, fucking drunken so, mix. Any so, reason wait. to drink. <laughs> so, uh, I had to watch this whole parade because I, I had to park on that street. So, I walk across the street, let the guy know, listen, I'm here, but like I can't do nothing until everything's gone. Correct. So, he's like... Well, that's cool. Do you want a beer? He had a dude. Yo, he had a full house party. The the streets are lined that's awesome. with people. That's awesome. And they're like, they tried to get me to shotgun beers, like in, okay. like, like in front of my my company van. That's awesome. And they went like, we'll put a, it's like, not a good idea. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I'm not I, I doing that. I want listen. Part the of me, idea. Part of me was like, dude, this this is gonna go viral. This is gonna be great. And then the first thing everyone's going to see is my name in yeah, the background. And, and sons. And he's the son. And I'm shotgunning a beer with fucking random people. Like. Yeah, that wouldn't necessarily go over so well for the company. <laughs> no. Although, at the same time, maybe it would make people want to use you guys. Like, this guy parties. This guy fucks. This guy fucks. <laughs> definitely don't fuck. Um, so, yeah, that's, <laughs> definitely don't fuck. Um, my week was all right. I actually I had a, an epiphany um, this week. Um, so, we went, I went and saw uh, Theo Vaughn on Thursday. Yes, yeah, she did. Um, it was fucking fantastic. Me and Pat had a great fucking time. Um, Pat drives a Mini Cooper, and where I, we they're, parked, they're actually really nice cars. Yeah, they are. Where he where we parked, like we we leave the show and we go to leave, 
and it was like one of those parking situations where someone can park behind you and you're kind of fucked if that's the case but he was in a Mini Cooper Mm -hmm. this is like watching Austin Powers when he's stuck between the walls but he got the fuck out I'm like this is bullshit didn't have a camera or anything he's a good driver there was the two comedians that opened for Theo Vaughn were fucking great do you know who they are? Um, Pat posted about them I'll get you their names in a minute Um, I'd never heard of either of them Okay. but um, the the one guy he, he was telling some kind of story about his dick pic taking techniques and the different styles and he's like I got one where I do a burst picture and I swing my dick around like this and I call it the helicopter but I had to retire it you know because of Kobe and the whole crowd goes oh "Oh," and me and Pat are cheering like laughing and then a couple other people did but we were the assholes laughing at it when other people were groaning dude similar thing happened in high school every year they would have the costume contest for Halloween so Steve Irwin Steve Irwin dies the week before and and, and this kid Seth who was way too smart for his own good and way too much of a smart ass. Really, really cool dude. But like showed up and is on stage in front of the whole school with in, his, in like the Steve Irwin khakis, the boots, yeah, with a stingray tap to uh, taped to his chest. With he blood, was too with, about it with blood everywhere. I gotcha, dude. I am standing up. Clapping and applauding. Dude, I'm it's like, great. that is fucking funny. And one of the teachers are like, that is so insensitive. And this is like 2008. I, I love like, insensitivity. And this is like, that's not funny. I kind of live for just, insensitivity. The man just died last week. Was it a bit too soon? Sure. What is too but soon? Too I, soon is a matter of opinion. I think, me, I think there's a grace period of minimum two weeks. I think, I think that that's fair. Too soon, it's obviously a matter of opinion. I, mean, like I believe, of. depending on the event and what it is. Yeah. 48 to 72 hours is the minimum. I think you okay. should... Uh, Depending I, on honestly, the severity of the situation. I've seen, some horrific, I, I've seen some events that were horrific, and I've seen some funny shit within 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Like, it is possible. It is not advisable. I'm going to go as vague <laughs> as I possibly can. Me and a friend that I may or may not have known for a lot, long time okay. made really insensitive jokes, uh. possibly... Maybe about something that re- happened really bad. Okay. In say, uh, South Jersey. Okay. I right. gotcha. We made yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but it's, it po- it's possible. But I mean, I don't know. I heard it By through the, the way, grapevine. Um, the comedians that opened for uh, Theo Vaughn were Kenny Garcia and Ari. Um, Ari Manis was his name. He was Ari Manis was fucking vile. I've, he I've, was dark. I've heard of him. Th- I've heard the name he mentioned on Rogan once or twice. Really fucking funny. Yeah. Um, one of the cool things. So Pat is going to come to our 100th episode along with his girlfriend. I've told you about. Um, she's going to be able to get us a keg for like 50 bucks from her uh, through her, through her old man. I guess. Dude, what the fuck is it? Like Keystone? No, it'll be whatever the fuck we want it to be. I'm fine with just Yingling. I'll drink a bunch of Yingling. I mean, I'm not gonna say no. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to figure if, out how if, I'm gonna get yeah. home that night because I'm gonna get obliterated. I pretty much stay. Yeah, at you their pr- house practically anyway. live there. They should yeah. start charging you like some board, well, like no. twenty bucks a night. I will say or blowjob. <laughs> so they per, blow you. But, but there's four. They of blow them? you. That's more work. Four that's blow more you. work for me, dude. You, you pay them to blow you. So I so so either way I get fucked. Yeah, no, either way you're getting a okay, well, Wait, wait. So either way I get blown. Either way you get blown. Yeah, but like it's not so bad because like you know Bob said it when he was on the show. I do go out of my way to help them clean. And you you have your moments where you kind of do your own thing. I have to. Yeah, I just have to because you said it. You have ADD. Yeah, you have. Dude, I do. I put my headphones. (laughs) IEDs. Yeah, no AIDs. I hope you step on IED. That was rude. No, that's fine. That's that, vulgar. This is, that was just, um, just put so, me in my fucking misery. So going back to it, uh, we saw Theo Vaughn was fantastic. 
Um, Friday, what did uh, oh uh, Friday? I shit my pants like all day. I shit like eight times before one p.m. on did Friday. Did you actually shit your pants? No, or thankfully did you, like, theoretically I did. I did your pants? It was it was to the point where my ass was so like fucked up from shitting so much that it just felt like things were falling out. Your ass was shitting poop. My ass was shitting poop and crap. <laughs> and and uh, I was like, uh, we were supposed to go out to dinner with some people, and I was like, listen, I'll drive you, but I gotta stay home and take a shit again. Okay. Like, I was just shitting. Saturday, we hung out with um, Ryan and Alyssa, because uh, they're moving, so we spent like one last night at their house. Where are they going? Um, they're, they're moving locally, but they're moving oh, okay. from where they are now. Um, and Sunday, I saw The Invisible Man, went and saw that with the landlord was really fucking good mm-hmm. uh, a really fun the just straight up thriller sure. and it says a lot since I don't like Elizabeth Moss at, at all, all. Yeah. she was great in it well I she was also great in Us too yeah yeah she was really good in Us yeah. I, I think she's good in like thrillers but she has a face that I just I'm not condoning domestic violence but let a woman punch see, her. See, I, I'm on the. Like, I'm, let, I want a cyborg to beat her up. I don't know why she's she's like oddly like hot. To me. I know you some know people I mean? think like, that. Like they're I like, she, like well, I think she's she cute. probably kind of has the trashy hot thing to her to some people. Well, the same with Ruby Riot. Yeah, it's kind of this. To me, she looks like the guy from that show Love, but she has a good body at least. Oh, okay. Um, but I'd actually decided when um we were sitting down at seeing Theo Vaughn, I was sitting there and I definitely had a few drinks and I was kind of sure. fucked up. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm done jeweling. I was like, I think I'm going to finish this pack I just got, these oh, pods. Oh, yeah. And I I quit. I got rid of all my jewel shit. I finished my last Why don't pod. You fucking give it to me. Well, I finished my last pod Saturday, so I'm going to finish this pack. And then I got rid of it all. And um, it's. Uh, that's That was my red jewel, you no, asshole. No, I bought two of the red jewels because I lost three of my oh. black ones. <laughs> I you know what's funny? I, I lost one and I bought one on the yeah, way up here. Yeah, exactly. See, I, I, dude, I can't tell you how many I've <laughs> lost. I've bought at least five Red Jewels because I lost so many of Stelly them. Steli gave me all of his because he quit. Yeah. And then I just bought this one. I lost one this morning. Dude, I found I an old one. I was spending so much money on them. Like, I'm thinking about it. Like, if I if I was doing... A, at one point, I was doing a pot a day, right? Sure. And Which is like a, a pack of cigarettes. That's no, like normal. Uh, it's, it's, uh, one pot is equivalent to 20 cigarettes, so it's, it's close enough. It's yeah, a it's a pack. 20 cigarettes, and... If I'm buying, let's say, two packs of Jewel Pods a week, and I was definitely smoking more on the weekends because I'm just fucking fucking off half the time. Sure. Um, I'm spending over $120 a month on it, and I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Like, this is fuck. I and, and not not saying that you shouldn't do it or anything. It was just something that just came over me, and I said, you know what, I'm done. And I I definitely had some nicotine jonesing this week, um, and. I, I, I thought maybe it would make me like help me sleep because I've not been sleeping well this last month. That definitely made it worse. Um, it, it it definitely didn't really it didn't make it worse. It didn't really do anything. I just, it made me more tired during the day. I remember when I quit smoking the first time and I it my my sleep. I've been jerking off more. Oh, okay. I don't know if that has anything to do with I it. I just think maybe you're just looking for something to fill the I, void. I guess. I don't know. I think it's just bored and I want to start cranking it out. Why not? All right. All right. Why don't we get to um, our picks in a second uh, or our reviews first? Why don't you uh, give a shout out to our friends? I guess I'll do Lobo and you'll do Bet DSI. I thought that's what we said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll do uh, the, the fat guys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, <clears throat> for coming from our homies over at Bet DSI. Now, why do you choose Bet DSI? That's a great question. Bet DSI has been paying winners for 
for over 20 years, and they're one of the top-rated sites on all these betting review sites. Use your sports knowledge to make some extra cash this week and every week moving forward. BetDSI has very user-friendly interface and a mobile site with some of the best customer service in the industry. And they have some of the fastest payouts in the industry as well. It's simple. You play, you win, and you get paid. Um, BetDSI offers betting options from, from everything. Bet on MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, UFC, and all their major sports. Politics, reality TV, esports, virtually everything. Sounds silly, but the Overwatch League is in full effect right I'm now. Sure. You can make a lot of fucking money You could have made some money betting on Super Tuesday yesterday, guys. Yeah, you definitely could have. Just uh, don't put any on Elizabeth Warren. Well, especially <laughs> with the tournament right around the corner, you definitely want to hop on this. That may be an empty arena tournament. <laughs> I'll explain. Uh, well, well, I, it's, oh, okay. Go on. Uh, so you try a lot. So you can also try live betting at BetDSI, where you can get uh, bet on games from start to finish, every play until the very end. New members get a 100% bonus match offer using promo code YWIL. That's more than double your money to start winning today. I play there myself, and so does Dan. And we recommend BetDSI if you want to add some extra excitement to the sports you love or the other sports you may be watching. Once again, go to BetDSI.com and use promo code YWIL and get this limited time 100% bonus match offer and a twenty-five free, uh, $25 free wager to test the water. Big sticking point here. You will not get your money unless you deposit. Make deposit is deposit. the biggest fucking Be thing. Be buying people. <laughs> Don't miss out and go make some extra cash this betting season. It's only a game until you bet at BetDSI. Yeah, that's right. Thank you to BetDSI. And uh, guys, if you're thinking about advertising your product, there's only one place you should call, and that's Lobo Sound. If you need a website for your product, you should be calling Lobo Sound. And that's because Lobo Sound's world-renowned commercial production and website construction in English, Spanish, and Polish have made Lobo Sound a fixture in Chicago radio and digital advertising communities. But Lobo Sound isn't limited to just Chicago. <sighs> Alaska, Atlanta, Toronto, Toledo, Hawaii, New Jersey, New York, Montecito, California. Wherever you are, Lobo Sound has your back. Lobo Sound helps you reach your target market effectively and affordably. Reach who you want to reach, when you want, on all devices and applications. For more information, call Lobo Sound at 630-244-9704. That's 630-244-9704. Or you can visit them at www.lobosound.com. Mention you watch, I listen, and you will get a 10% discount. So call them at 630-244-9704 or visit lobosound.com. So I got something pretty funny real quick. Okay, go so for it. So you know they have the memories on Facebook and yes, stuff? So you can yes, yes. I love Facebook. Memories. You see some good stuff today on mine is when I um I text bombed Colucci that he bought the last copy of Foxcatcher. I remember Blu-ray, this. That's amazing. And I said I was going to smash his dick over a fire hydrant. <laughs> so I I saw one from six years ago. Okay, just how dumb Taylor was. Okay, it's it's bad. All right, let's hear it. Deuce chills. Can I read it? Can you want me to read it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, read it, read so it. It's from six years ago. You know why people don't like liberals because they lose. I don't see the problem there. Well, I don't. It's just in today's political climate. Like, yeah, it seems in, in today's now, political. I got see, now six years ago. That's when Obama was the president too. Yeah, that well, he was already president at that point. But he had won his I'm second just, term. It was, um, so no, I wonder what me. triggered that. Um, I think I was watching the newsroom or, or something. Was it? No, um, oh, I guess Christie was still governor. Maybe it was. Uh, yeah, it must be probably a newsroom quote. Actually, yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like it to it me. It probably is a newsroom. It sounds like some Jeff Daniels says. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like an Aaron Sorkin kind of quote. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they lose. Um, um, yeah, it's uh, I, I, Facebook memories is really funny. There's some stuff I see, and it, it's also a great tool to delete the things that I shouldn't have up there anymore. There's just a lot of stuff I said about homosex, but not about like it being gross, but about me performing it on people. Um, so I deleted a lot of homosex uh, quotes I had. <laughs> boner sex, that, those stay. Boner sex always stays. <laughs> well, that's funny at well, least because boner sex is what you do. I mean, yeah, it's not how you. It's not how I mean, you, hold you can't it. do limp sex. 
You could try. It's not going to be comfortable for anyone. For anyone. Yeah. All right. Um, so why don't we, because we have two albums to talk about this week, and we have one movie to talk about. Should we do the movie first, then? Yeah, let's do the movie. Okay. So I gave you uh, an A24 film. One of the more um, Recent. Gr- grounded in reality A24 films, I would say. I would one of the more straight, agree. dramatic films. Uh, came out last year, Waves. Uh, Taylor, please. So... This is probably one of my favorite movies you've ever given me. It, it's it's um, a, it's, it's a, wild, dude. Just because it, it's a hundred percent real. Okay, so cast is fantastic. Yeah, that's that's the big thing I've noticed with the with these A twenty four. They movies. cast them incredibly well. Everything is very realistic. Nothing seems out of the ordinary. Like even Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems yeah. seems like he was made for that role. They, like they, he's Howie. He's not Adam Sandler. Well, that's the but, big thing that A twenty four is. They let the directors, the writers, and the actors. They don't tell them what what they should be doing for marketing purposes. They yeah, say. Sure. See your vision out. Yeah. So, uh, so essentially, the the main synopsis of this movie is, you know, it's a middle to upper class black family. Black, I would say upper class, probably. Well, yeah. I mean, with well, the house they're living in. Live, yeah. Upper but, I mean, class they're, black they're, family. You know, they're living down in South Florida, and the dad is a bit domineering, and the mother, which I felt you find out later in the movie, is actually the stepmother, stepmother. which was actually fucked up how they revealed that. Yeah. Uh, so, and they have two kids. They have a uh, son and a daughter, and the son is like this all state wrestler, senior in high school, senior in high school, ready to go to college. You know, he has this girlfriend. He's hot shit. He drinks on the beach. That's what you yeah, do in he's, Florida. Yeah, he's like big man on campus kind exactly. of guy. Exactly. He's the fucking shit. Um, then he, it's discovered that he has this really severe like shoulder injury, especially torn like, labrum in torn, his shoulder. And he said something about a grade five. Like yeah, I've never seen a, a tear this bad. Tear of the the, yeah. uh, the slab off the bone. So you know, naturally, like any athlete, like. The best way I could compare this is when uh, the doctor tells Booby Miles he can't yeah, run no correct. more with his knee. Correct. And he's like, but like, uh, I can I can take a month off, right? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, it's not happening. And it's a wrestling where your literally shoulder is one of the most important things to it. Exactly. So the, the, he goes to his very, it fast forwards to his very next match. The doctor's also telling him, get the surgery. You shouldn't be wrestling. You're, you could ruin your life with this. Yeah. He, so he doesn't tell his parents. He's taking painkillers. He's stealing them from his pops. Oh, yeah. That's that's another fucked up thing, yeah. too. So then uh, the, he goes, it flash forwards to his next wrestling match. He he gets slammed on on that shoulder. It's fucked up. Now he's in a brace. He's all fucked up. Then it, then while this is happening, the debt you find you're starting to learn things like the dad is a bit over is a bit is a bit over demanding. He's one of these guys that he he came from nothing. He worked his ass off, and he believes that it, it's all about how hard. I mean, this is fair in some ways. It's all about how hard you work and how bad you want it. And no prisoners. You have to do the live the same exact way I did, even though we were brought up completely differently. It's kind of for me. What's difficult with a father like that to understand is that yes, your sh- your kid should work hard and have the same kind of work ethic, but you came from a situation where it's rags to riches. For him, it'd be it's harder to have that same kind of drive, riches to riches. Yeah, sure. So it, it makes that dynamic of the father son to be very interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it's kind of seemed to me that he was like living vicariously through his yeah, son a little sure, bit too. Yeah, for sure. For sure, he's like, you have all these opportunities. I. Never Never have. Yeah, exactly. But you seem like it's you know, an interesting tug of war emotionally. Yeah, definitely. But like you could see how it's definitely fucking with the with the For kid's sure. psyche because he, he always, resents his father. He always seems like no matter what he does, it's not good Correct. enough. Like if he and then like because he's teaching him how to wrestle and shit too, and he's, he's like working out with you, him. If you would have done this twenty, like I taught you, would have done you would have pinned him twenty. Yeah, like he still Correct. won the match. Correct. But yeah. not in the way not the dad would have done. Yeah, it. exactly. Not good like, enough. It's like the guy that said like you you went three for four at the plate that day. He's like, why didn't you go four for four? That was almost like uh uh in the thirty for thirty about uh, the 
the Boz and Brian, yeah, correct, that correct. Brian Bosworth's dad was about yeah, that correct. same thing. And uh, it's kind of fucked up, but it, it leads to him like fucking up mentally. So then he has his girlfriend. He gets his girlfriend pregnant, and they're they're trying to he's trying to get her to get an abortion. This is where it gets really. They go fucked. to the abortion clinic they with to, the protesters there. Yes, and the protesters there. She can't do it. She, she decides not out. to go through with it. Yes, exactly. She can't do it. Then she decides she's going to keep it. He freaks the fuck out. They break up. Well, they go. She goes to prom without him. Uh, well, that's they what broke I'm up. Yeah, so, yeah. So they break up. Then he goes. Then she goes to prom without him. He, or I guess it was like senior night or whatever. rally, whatever. But the way they do it is that they allude that he has a bit. I mean, it's an 18 year old kid drinking, but like you, they you, you see him drinking they, while they he's driving. They show through the movies that you know he likes partying, and then they slowly incorporate. They show you more and more of him taking the painkillers. Yeah, I tell you what though, this movie got me back into Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, oh, dude, City, because when they're on the beach dude, and he's doing great. all my life, I want dude, money I and power. The soundtrack yeah. is great. Fire. The score that Trent Reznor did is fucking awesome. It's absolutely phenomenal. Sets the mood perfectly. And then this is where the movie takes a huge left yeah, turn. So fuck. So I, I want to run through this with you because this is I want to hear your reaction to it, and I'll tell. I'm going to play out the scene here. Okay. Sure. sure. So his uh, he sees that his girlfriend that broke up with him, pregnant girlfriend, is at this party with a, f- a male friend, right? And he's looking through the pictures all night, and he's getting more and more drunk. Okay, he decides that he's going. He's going to go find her. He tries. He steals the keys from his dad. His stepmom confronts him. Him yes. and his dad almost get into a fight. Pushes his, him down. Pushes him down. His dad's knee gets fucked up. He leaves, driving all fucked up. Goes. And, and by the way, this is at this point in, in this altercation with the the stepmom, the dad, and the son is when you find out that the mom is, is the stepmom. You're, yeah. you're not. You're not my real my mother. mother. My Correct. mother's dead. Correct. So Fuck. he gets in the truck. He leaves. Now the father and the stepmother are scrambling, trying to figure out what's going on. He goes to the party. He looks at his sister. His sister's at the party, right? Yeah. And she, she, it's a really cool scene of just like um, a 10-second pause where they kind of look at each other. And obviously, it's brought, it's foreshadowed and brought up later sure. where she's like, something's not right. So he finds his ex-girlfriend in the garage, right? She's going to get drinks from her. People are like, you're fucking pregnant. You're not drinking. They start going at it. She's like, you're with that guy. She's like, he's gay. Like, you don't even take time to know my friends. And they reveal more about how self-centered this guy was the main cat more or less yeah, that he didn't realize all these things around him that he never took time to know her friends um they start yelling at each other they get physical and then he punches her punches her she hard. drops cracks her head on the ground the second she hit the ground i literally my jaw dropped I'm, oh i was so I, I was like oh fuck oh fuck so i'm watching this so i'm watching this all go down and to be honest with you i didn't think he would hit her and then it, but it just happened so quickly where it just boom and then she i like how like when she hits the deck. They don't like, have to show just, her head busting like midsummer. It's like a thud. Yeah. It's kind of like Parasite when she fucking goes yeah, uh-huh. upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Except, but so but then this, you see that, and then you see her, and then you see the pool of blood, and you're just like, oh, this just like, got oh, really no, she's, bad. She's not gonna live. This just got really bad. And so then and he, he freaks, freaks out. out. Someone comes in and sees it. He panics and rushes out. All the kids at the party come out and see it. Now he's in basically like, I gotta get out of here. His father shows up to the party because he found out where he was. Starts talking to his sister. Where is was he here? What happened? Is it was it was that was that uh, yeah. his girlfriend? And then it kind of the, from the part that kind of there was a bit of a bait and switch to me because it the, it showed uh, scenes of cops. I think they were they, correct. You may, the I thought co- there was going to be like a high speed police chase. That's what I thought was happening, which, but they were just responding. And I honestly thought they were going to take a. Um, uh, I would have been upset if they took the the leap of uh, he got shot because he's a black kid, which you could definitely see movies try doing these days. I'm actually happy they didn't do. that. I'm happy they didn't as well because yes. that would have been such an easy cop out when you already had this kind of. Um, I, I don't want to say it's outrageous, but this very um, dramatic, ten, dramatic very thing ten, happened. Ten situations. Yeah, of, something very horrific happened. Sure. You didn't need to add on to it, then suddenly add a race issue into it, and then 
uh, cop issue into it. It yeah. said it was he he went home. He's like basically he's thinking I got to get the fuck out of here. I got to get on the run. Lam it. Cops get him. Yeah. Um. And then from there, I I think it takes such an approach to me that where it could have been all about the brother learning about prison. It, instead, it takes this really cool direction and it steers to the sister. Yeah. And about I guess it's maybe like a year later. Maybe yeah. in that ballpark. Six, six months. Six months is what it was. Yeah, because he's on trial. Correct, and, and, yeah. And you see him on trial, you get sentenced. Yeah. Which, by the way, I wasn't expecting that. Like, again, it's a fucking movie. But, like, when they sit in there and it's like, you know, first-degree murder... What? Yeah, I mean it's it's. I'm like I thought first degree murder was like premeditated. The, something. To, to see the reactions of both the uh, the family of the girl he killed and the family his family, I thought was really authentic because it played out like a real court scene would, obviously in that kind of situation. Well, we're, we're like the we're like the the family of the victim. They're not happy because ultimately the, the, their daughter is gone. Yeah, but the punishment fits the crime. Correct. And then obviously the obviously the defendant gets the crime and he's sentenced to 35 to life. Yeah. And then he goes and he, like you see the family just like. Just specifically the father just can't understand like it, again, how did it, this it's, happen it's such a situation where I hope to never find myself yeah, it's in it's like how can you possibly like, fathom anything of that nature like how like there, I mean again, these things unfortunately do happen of course, obviously but we, like we, but what can you do to prepare yourself there's no, nothing you, can. you can't so that that was very again I agree with you it was very authentic it didn't feel forced no. and I'm really happy it didn't take the social and, justice correct. route it which took, it easily could have it could have and I didn't think there was ever any point where it felt like overly social justice or anything Thing. No. Um, I thought it was just it was a more of a family kind of story, and then again when they took a really ambitious route of changing the stories, uh, the main character to the sister yeah, and how like she the back half of the movie, yeah, which I thought was really cool. Um, how she's dealing with school, they, they go through how she had to delete all her social media because they showed the comments what, how she was, yeah, getting, she was getting she was getting death and threats. It just made me think about that. Um, the, the 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 story local to here the the kid that passed out uh, when he was driving on heroin and he killed the two people um, obviously on twenty three yes, yes. um, and then I saw the way that kids the kid listen he's in jail right now he's on trial but his family was getting harassed they're victims too of they, course they didn't ask for this kid to do that thing and I thought that was really important to show as well because the the damage that an event like that does it goes beyond the victim and the victim's family of course and it affects uh, the, 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 obviously the purpose the, whoever the killer is or the, the abuser or whatever <laughs> there's a stigma put upon them it's a wide array of people that are that are unfortunately left in left just trying to pick up the pieces correct like I said both families obviously directly involved um the one thing, the the one scene that tied it all together that I'm just going to tell you, it's a sure. it's a 15 out of 10. This movie, wow, um, I'm glad you liked it that much. The the scene that puts brings it all together um, was the interaction between the father and the daughter. Yeah, when, when they're he, talking. When, well, she went on the trip with the boyfriend. She met the same kid from Honey Boy, Lucas yes. Hedges, great Who's underrated great actor. actor. And I liked how he's like he's like he's like sweet. You I know, thought it was I important. Know, like, I, I thought it was important um, that he had his dynamic with his father. That it helped her come to grips with her relationship with her father. And obviously, then the climax of the film when she goes to visit her brother because she has that whole dialogue where she talks about how she hates him with her father, yeah. how she can't forgive him, how could he do this, yada yada. But I think that the the levity that was given to her by seeing her boyfriend and how he forgave his father while his father was on his deathbed was such an interesting layer to the dynamic of this whole family and how they were they were up here they were up top and then brought down so low yeah. um, from this event. I thought it was just a very incredibly well done written. Um, directed I, the way it was filmed, I thought was fucking cool. Yeah, it was nice. It, it, it wasn't it didn't remind like me a lot of Euphoria on HBO. It was a very similar kind of thing because it was almost like a documentary style filmmaking at times, where you kind of felt like you were in the moment with them. Of course, yeah. Um, it was like shaky cam almost. 
Yeah, but there was this one part where the dad and the stepmom are talking to each other. And as someone who has had a similar, obviously different different circumstances, who has had a similar conversation, that was like looking in a mirror. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Because where it's like, He's the guy's trying to hold the family together. She, all she can see is her son, mm-hmm. and it's and she blames him for yep. everything. It's a very very hard uh, scene to watch because it's the most. That reminds me of the scene in Hereditary when like the they're all at the dinner table, table and they're correct. Like, that's what I thought of. Other. That's what I thought of too. And uh, but ultimately, to me, it seems like a happy ending because it seems like the like the the daughter, the daughter a, gets I think peace. It's a peaceful ending. Yeah, Maybe like, not happy, but peaceful ending. I like the daughter finds her inner peace. The dad and the mom. She comes to rectify, terms with everything. Yeah, and realize that like like this is life. It is what it is. Like what are we gonna do now? There's nothing we can do to change it. Might as well just accept it. You know, and mm-hmm. the whole the whole part with her and her and her boyfriend, I thought that was like a good way to segue and make yeah. it kind of light. It was a good it was a good vehicle to get heavy. it was a good vehicle to get to the ending. Yeah, because like I said, the movie after the the dramatic event uh, with the the pregnant girlfriend, the movie could have very easily gone hand over fist to be more and more dramatic. Like, um, it's funny because he's obviously in This Is Us as well. Yeah, right. Where that show has gotten to a point where it's just and this person died and Dude. they were they were harmed wow. by them and then this. Took blew up. I was going to say. And this person fell in the bathtub while holding the radio. So I, like, <laughs> it's just more ridiculous. Well, they could have very easily done oh, that, and it sure. didn't. Well, like I said, and for, as someone who has watched This Is Us, sure. I mean, first couple seasons, great, really heart-wrenching, then, really good writing. Do, all you could do is one-up, 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 one-up. It, it gets too it gets too much. For sure. Like, I can't keep feeling like this every week. Correct. But the, but the same thing, that guy, same guy who played Chris Darden. Sterling K. Brown, he I is, is his name. fucking fantastic. He's a great actor. He is fantastic. Um, someone said to me about him, he's really good at picking out roles that make you want to cry. <laughs> he was actually, um, he was uh, he was in Black Panther. Yes. He was the uncle. Yep, he was in Black <laughs> Panther as well. I didn't feel like crying during Black no, Panther. No, I didn't feel like, I, I did like Black Panther, but at no point did I want to cry? No, not at all. <laughs> but, um, but so, what would you give Waves overall? Fifteen, 15? out of ten. And wow. I, I came to this realization as I was driving up here because I've I, I've thought about this movie so fucking much after I watched it. Was that I love the I love the fact that it's called Waves because it's it's a constant wave of emotion. Yeah. it's constant crest. And what it's lot like dips. life is just wa- waves in general too. It's I, like you never it really is know so how it's going to break. Fucking smart. This is probably a top three uh, all time A twenty four movie. Yeah, it's I I I definitely want to watch it. A co- I watched it. When, um, a few weeks ago when I told you about it I watched it again this week um, I liked it even more the second time because I was able to I think some movies they're so shocking when you first see them that you don't always uh, understand all the little things that, especially for someone like me that likes watching the way things are filmed sure. I was able to appreciate it even more and I appreciate the score more and the way it's filmed and everything um, I agree it's definitely up there in A24 so, for me I, so for me like I always for movies that I absolutely love. There, there's always a, there's always that feeling of whoa after I watch a great movie. Well, it, it sticks there, with you. It sticks with you. The handful of movies I could I could remember on one hand was that had had the same feeling. The Departed, mm-hmm. Uncut Gems, uh, Ford versus Ferrari, Waves, and Midsummer. Yeah, where I was like whoa. Yeah, you know I, probably, I, mean? I like, probably had I probably had a few. I mean, I know um, Uncut Gems definitely did that to me. Good Time did that to me the first time I saw it because it was the same kind of anxiety induced thing. Um, Hereditary stuck with me for two weeks. Midsummer stuck with me. Just some of the imagery in it. Um, the Witch definitely was a weird one that stuck with me. Didn't stick with me, but it was like I understand what they were doing here, and I really appreciate what. Yeah, happened. it was a very cerebral type film, and uh, the House <laughs> of Jack built stuck with me in a very weird, gross way. You know? Okay, so I like, love that Justin loves it so much. When you have, yeah, it's kind of sick in the head. When you have a really traumatic experience, you want to sure. block it out of your sure, mind. Sure, sure. That's the that's, House of Jack built. And I, you didn't even 
watch a director's cut, which is even more fucked up. I just well, the only thing I still have in my head is just him looking through the scope with the yeah, little kid. Yeah, like, when he's oh. when he's hunting. Holy shit! Okay, so why don't we move on to the album? Fifteen albums out of now? ten. This is easily a awesome. top five so favorite waves, movie you've given waves. me on the show. That's awesome, man. I'm glad. Um, which album do you want to do first? Mine, and then we'll talk funeral for a friend. Uh, why don't we do funeral for a friend sure. first? Okay, so, so I gave you an album because we we talked about this. I gave you a funeral for a friend's debut studio album, casually dressed in deep and conversation. What, what did you spell? Um, uh, cum. <laughs> no, it's coffee. Clearly, cum, brown it's, cum. Yeah, I don't use creamer. I use my cream. What, what, what do you have? Chocolate milk? No, it's coffee. <laughs> Fuck. I know. Okay, so, so you I casually you, dressed in deep. Yes, in conversation. this was um, funeral for a friend's debut album, the album that came out when I first discovered them by accident at Project Revolution. Um, and uh, from there, I became a very, very big fan. But please, I know you you knew songs, but you didn't really know them too well. No, and this that that goes into what I was going to say about them. Um, I could see why they can get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, for because sure. Because especially with this album coming out in 2004, that you was have like when that scene started. You have Discovering the Waterfront coming out. You, ha- I mean, around that same time, you have Story of the Years, Page Senses Avenue, fail. only two years later, Let, Let It, it Unfold you. you. You had so many monumental records Correct. come out. The one thing that Funeral for, Funeral for a Friend, I have to say it's so Yeah, like, I know. Funeral idiot, for a Friend. Um, have over a lot of other bands, or did, at anyway, was musicianship. Yeah, musically. Um, they were very good. Again, and it sounds it sounds so silly because it is from 2004, but it sounds like it's from 2004. Yeah, sure. Which it's I, very I like dated. that sometimes because sure. I like the, the raw grittiness of it especially yeah. when it's like the early stages of a band when they're kind of figuring themselves out and of they course. matured like I, I might like the second album Hours a little bit more because okay. it's a little more refined mm. um, and mature yeah. but this is what made me fall in love with them sure. seeing them live and then listening to the album from the first song which I believe is Rookie of the Year Yes. Um, and please keep going so for me um, I probably wouldn't listen to them again it's not that I don't like them sure. it's just that I would prefer to listen to something else. Okay. Um, I think they're very good. I will say that the uh, the song Storytelling is probably my oh, favorite. Oh, that's fucking great. I liked it a I lot. I love Juno. Juno was the, the first song yeah. I saw them play live where I was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, Juno was cool. I mean, it's... it's see, here's, the, here's my issue with it is because I've been listening to shit like this my whole fucking life. Of course. Life, so so it's, it, it might it be sounds, one of these things you might like it more if you had listened to it back then. If I, if I had heard this at the time, it would have been If you discovered it around the same different. time I did. Yeah. Correct. See, and it's, it's a little bit heavier too because like... So this is like a perfect blend between not pop punk but like more like post hardcore emo screamo post hardcore exactly because I was in I was into more of like the used sure senses fail and and they were uh, definitely they were more mainstream funeral for a friend never had like a major mainstream breakthrough they they only had one or two tours over here and then they mostly stuck into Europe yeah right Um, I would say that I think based on what you're saying you'd probably like the second album hours more because it it definitely um, it's not as heavy as the first album but it still has its moments yeah it's a little more um, uh, controlled. I'd say, say what was hard too is because um, I pretty much again it's 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 a it's a game time decision for Saturday for me. Sure, for the show. Sure, um, but I am so enthralled with. Uh, for your strong's brand new record that just yeah, came out. Yeah, I actually out. listened to it. Uh, and Anne told me to listen to it because she's going to the show to see just four years strong. Yeah, uh, it's awesome. Well, it's great. So again, that goes back. You said a couple a couple weeks ago, it's like all new music coming out. Polaris released a new album for your strong. I just saw Nick Deep has a new album out. It's coming out in a couple. No, weeks. it's on iTunes right now. No, it's not, dude. I'm telling you. Are you fucking kidding me? I, dude, Taylor, hold on, because I, I was looking to see if the Are Silverstein you was out. Yeah, fucking kidding me. Hold on, hold on, Neck Deep. Look, I'm going to show you right Holy now. Holy shit. No, no, no. It's a it's a new single. 
Is it a single? Yeah, Low Life. It's a new single. Okay. Oh, right. yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. No, that's Because they look, they Don't have it under... Don't scare me like well, they that. they have it under new they music. I just thing. saw that. And but I, look, they give you the whole track list. Yeah, yeah. Spotify which is the same thing, do the same thing with Silverstein's. They yeah, have, the, they have like four singles out. Um, but yeah, like uh, it, it's, it's it's a very good album. I would like it more if, it, if I listened to it at the time I, of its I definitely have release. bands like that where... There's been some I've said that to you were giving to me. Like, if I had heard this when it first came out, I'd be a huge fan. I can appreciate it. I can like it. I could listen to it. If someone has it on, I could dig it. Sure. I would love if they fucking toured again. I'd go see them in a fucking heartbeat. I would probably go. They but they, great live show. They, they broke. They they were. Fu- I mean, the fact that I saw them and I became such a big fan out of that. Um, they did break up, but they got together recently because one of their like super fans, I guess it was like the leader of their fan club, um, got sick with terminal cancer. So they came together for a one weekend only like two day festival show sure. and to raise money for his family, which was pretty cool. That's fucking they, awesome. Um, but uh, I do actually think you'd like at one point someday when you have nothing to put on, put on hours because there's okay. a couple songs on hours specifically. They're actually slower songs that sure. I love. Drive and history okay. are fucking phenomenal. I think you might like that one more but okay. musically they're a fucking fantastic band you they listen specifically good. to the drummer is fucking sick yeah drummer was good bass player was good and uh i will say the the, the singer was a bit generic for well, me he that's what i meant like he gets better yeah. um his vocals from his first album to so on and so forth and that's in a lot this genre a lot you notice the vocals get better like if you listen to thrice's first big album um the Ours one that the uh, uh, no that one before oh, the one before that deadbolt that. on it oh, okay. um his voice from that album uh, illusion to safety that's the uh, one. from okay. that album to artists in the ambulance to Vasu to where they are now his voice is completely matured and changed and I think that that genre more than anyone else because I think it also goes and play with the music because the music gets tighter they become well, better musicians that's the same thing like if you listen to Newfound Glory from 1997 to right Dude, now even Taking Back Sunday even Taking yeah. Back Sunday the way Adam Lazara vo- sounds so different I know man. it's crazy it's and he can still sing like the way he yeah. used to like when they play the old stuff he can go back and hit those same notes which is even funnier too because if you go specifically in New Jersey if you go to a Taking Back Sunday show at Starland Ballroom you can't if he, when they play Q without the E, uh, no I in team, uh, your solo last summer, any of their old hits, yeah, yeah, you can't hear Adam sing. No, it's the whole the fucking crowd, crowd going. It's nuts. That's my favorite concert every year is that holiday show. It's yeah. the fucking best. I, shit. I, I gotta go next year because yeah, you I really took, do. I took two years off and I, I have to go. I haven't gone in a while. I remember they were the first show that opened Starland Ballroom after uh, Sandy. Yeah, that's right. And so when Sandy hit. Uh, Starling got fucking annihilated. Yeah, Starling got trashed. And they moved the show to uh, uh, Middletown South High School. That's right. Which is Sunbelt yep. Stadium, which is a big fucking yeah, yeah, arena. Yeah. And it was them... And Bayside. That's fucking. That's a killer show. And they and they brought the uh, they brought the the bleachers out like they rolled back up and they fold out. Yeah, yeah. And like I was back in high school, I'm smoking cigarettes underneath the bleachers and shit. <laughs> and I'm like, and the next thing you know, someone comes by with a flashlight. It's like, what are you guys doing? Put it out, run, dude. I had to do that a couple times, and I like tried to swallow the cigarette. Just like, why oh, would you do that? I don't know. I panicked. It's not like the roach. You like, I got scared. And you suck it in. Like, I didn't know what do that to do. Shit. I didn't know what to do. I was oh young. My God, you fucking. Well, it was. Uh, here's a good story. Amateur. This was, um, I want to say this was maybe freshman, sophomore year of high school. Uh, we snuck out to smoke weed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we snuck out of the school. We, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like what? two or three other people. What? And the one kid like never smoked before, right? Oh, uh, already so, going to be terrible. So... <laughs> You don't cut class of smoke weed for the first time. <laughs> he takes his fucking big rip, right? Of course. He starts coughing, right? <sighs> and so then he passes it. He's, he's still kind of... Like, uh. 
Motherfucker faints, right? <laughs> he faints. Yo, when he faints, he fucking cracks his head on a fucking like top of his head on a oh, rock. What do you do? It took out a tuft of his hair, right? Like oh, a big tuft. Dude, and we're like, oh shit! The wind started blowing. So like, <laughs> he took his hair like a tumbleweed. Oh, stop Dude. it! <laughs> Yo, I still have it so vividly. Like, oh, is he okay? Then I, I feel the wind pick up. It's like Forrest Gump with a feather, but it just is, it's, it's his hair rolling away. And we finally get him up, and he's fucking. And head is bleeding oh, and we're like why terrible. are we gonna explain this he's like just say i tripped him down the stairs or something i'm like if camera's stupid but then we remember one of the stairwells didn't have a camera because i took a shit in the stairwell one day you're well, just because the just teacher wouldn't let me use the bathroom well that's the teacher's fault well the bathrooms were broken the water the septic was fucked up the water so they would they would let you pee but they wouldn't let you poop and i had to take a big shit because i got a, <laughs> okay. i got a double order of french fries for lunch and a spicy chicken sandwich <laughs> oh my God. so i remember i got into a fight with uh rick porcello's uncle he was a teacher in our I high thought school you were gonna say rick porcello no his himself. uncle okay. a guy we called boots um Did he only wear boots no he got arrested when my brother was in high school for trying to steal a pair of women's boots from like a macy's so, so boots. boots yeah um he was arguing <laughs> with me and i got mad and because he wouldn't i was like at least let me go outside and go to the bathroom no you can't leave i'm like you come with me i was like i'm not gonna run and he's like no go back to your class perosi he's like all right so i went in the stairwell and i just dropped the deuce there you go yeah that's okay. how you do that fucking <laughs> i keep thinking of tumbleweed hair now <laughs> it's the funniest fucking thing oh, all right shit. so taylor you gave me the album uh classic hip-hop album from 1990 tribe called quest people's instinctive travels and the paths of rhythm yes sir um that was a really hard one to make a title for for the show this week yes i think i just did people's instinctive waves sure. just, let's simplify it okay. okay so tribe called quest um one of the founding members uh is the great uh the one and only q-tip i'm a big fan of q-tip he had one of my favorite bits on Chappelle's show ever in fact with the, and, the puppets with venereal diseases and rest in peace fife dog yes correct rest in peace fife dog um i actually heard a lot of the songs on this album uh, my brother was a big uh tribe called quest fan so i'd heard a bunch i just hadn't listened to the album from start to finish at any point in my yeah, life right. um this is a great fucking hip-hop record so this is what i like in hip-hop i like that raw gritty sound where they're spitting poetry it doesn't and i like some stuff where it's like gang banging shit i like some really angry stuff yeah there's nothing but, wrong with that but this is just just poetry it's yeah. just them shooting the shit it's, it's like it to me it almost looks like i felt like there's a dude with like a casio keyboard laying down like some beats on a loop and then just a bunch of friends just spitting and shooting they're like lay it down and let's see how it goes that's yeah, what it reminded it, me it, of it, it, it feels like like this album almost feels like a, just a free flow cipher to me. Yeah, it's like if you want to listen to like calm and nice like groove hip hop, yeah, you listen to dude, Tribe Called it's, Quest. It's really good chill if, music. If you want to listen to like that heavy like that heavy gangbang shit, you listen to Naughty by Nature. You listen to Tupac. You listen to shit like that. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. this is just it, it. It has a raw grittiness to the sound. The yeah. beats are fucking great. Um, from the very first song right off the bat, uh, "Push It Along" is the perfect way. Long ass song, seven minutes. Yeah, but at it's no a point long. it doesn't feel like a chore to me. Um, luck of uh, Lucy and is great lucy and lucy and lucy yeah, and like I dude i fucking shit. dig yeah. it i'm about it that's a Hell four yeah. um nothing got lower than a three and the threes are not slights on them they're just not the ones like they, i'd be more likely i put the whole album on my playlist but if i'm driving i probably skip over the threes yeah, more sure, often than not, not? Yeah. the fours and the fives i'll always listen to um uh i gave after hours a three footprints a three i left my wallet in el segundo yes. fucking awesome el that's segundo. a five um public enemies a three bonita apple bum was a three my favorite song is obviously Obviously, can I kick it? Um, uh, my favorite part is that it took the it takes the sample of a song that I consider one of the most overrated songs of dude, all time. Dude, I dude. fucking hate can take a walk on the wild Why? side. Why, dude? I love it, that song. I, first off, he says "colored girls." It's yeah. offensive. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> oh my god! Okay, let me, let me say it's it's a I I can't say it's a terrible song. It's obviously would stood the test of time. I don't like Leonard Cohen. It's it's the worst album I've ever gotten in the show was Metal Machine Music because just him making noise for fucking twenty minutes. He, that was Lou Reed. Oh, that's Lou Reed. Excuse me. This Leonard is, Cohen. That, why did I say Leonard Cohen? <laughs> Lou Reed. Excuse me. I don't know why I said Leonard Nimoy. That is, is not remotely yeah, close. Yeah, no, not even close. Oh my um, god! But I never liked. Can I uh, take a walk on the wild side? It bores the piss out of me. Okay, but I understand its relevance in the history of music. But sure. they took that. That fan, I, I like the beat on it's it a fantastic. lot. It's and they made it fucking awesome. On can I kick it? Uh, youthful expressions of four rhythm. Um, or in parentheses, devoted to the art of moving butts is a five because it has butts, butts in it. Butts. Uh, Mr. Muhammad's a three. Ham and eggs is a three. Go ahead and. The rain is a four. Um, description of a fool is a four. There's nothing on this album at any point that I felt was difficult to listen to. I enjoyed every second of it. I think it's fair that Can I Kick It's the only five because that that is a timeless classic that, is, that anyone could listen I, to. I ever. would say if you made like a you know like top ten hip hop the most important hip hop songs of all time. It's like nine. It, it's in that ballpark. It's in the conversation at I minimum. Think it, it's at the bottom. At, at of worst, that. it's an honorable mention. Sure. It's one of the uh, to me one of the most timeless you know, hip hop songs. You know the first time I heard that song the first time I ever heard a tribe called Quest was that song and it was actually at the end of Dave Chappelle's stand-up I forget which one it was I think that was peace. at the end of Killing Them Softly and he just you know he does peace and now all you hear is dum, dum, and yep. I'm like what the fuck is this Yeah. and then I, I just that song just I don't know what it is but that song just gets no, dude, to me every the, time the whole album I don't think the album's a 5 out of 5 but it's a 4 and a half out of 5 that's fair Um, I mean, just because it, the, the, nothing got lower than a 3 sure. but the album on a whole is enhanced by just how smoothly it runs how good the beats are how innovative the beats are especially the way they were sampling things before sampling became such well, a relevant thing especially in the 90s man no one was doing no that one was shit. doing it at that level like run dmc was doing it a little bit at that point but yeah, run dmc but, were game changers themselves well, and they yeah. took it to a different level um there didn't need to be hate or anything in these songs the cursing wasn't over the top either it was not nah, it, it's it, minimal it's like my father used to tell me was be swear with flair yeah exactly i mean when you just said that's what dude I, I always tell a story and people get mad at me about it but i used to love limp biscuit but when that third album came out chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water they lost me because he has a song on there just about how many times he can say fuck in a song there is no oh. skill to that to me no. especially not like Limp Bizkit was, rolling dude ro- i didn't like that was on that same album i did not like chocolate starfish with um my my generation yeah I, is uh is break stuff on chocolate no starfish? that was on that was on um that was Nookie, significant other significant other yeah. which is a good album but the first album three dollar billy all is fucking great yeah but when he just became a, and you could see after chocolate starfish they really had didn't have any big hits after that of course they yeah. also did that terrible cover of um behind blue eyes which pissed me off what, to no what's end. the music video where they're drowned like they, they get drowned in that's milk? rearranged it's fucking great yeah, it and is. that was paired with in together now with method man <laughs> so they drown and then they wakes up and he's in like heaven with method man yeah, like they drown in milk yeah shut the fuck up that was that that's like well, yeah i remember watching that old school trl when like the celebrities would like commentate rearranged, on the videos yeah, rearranged and might the, be my favorite and it was rock full gimmicked up with the hair and the sunglasses yeah. like this Look at these bunch of idiots. Look at these bunch of idiots drowning in milk. You ain't got your damn water wings on. Jabroni. <laughs> That's my best rock impression. So I'm going to give uh, A Tribe Called Quest, uh, People's Instinctive Travels, and uh, The Paths of Rhythm a four and a half out of five. I like it. All right. So before we do our picks for this week, uh, I got a new read from our friends over at the Shots for Likes podcast. Uh, do you want me to just read the whole text before I do the ad read? Yes. Here's the new ad, bud. Sorry it took so long. Feel free to change something if you want. I don't care. All right, there's, there's no reason to waste anyone's time being fancy. 
trying to be fancy. The goddamn hashtag Shots for Likes podcast is where you need to go for your comedic podcast experience. Whether it be sports, video games, shitting on current events, hashtag Shots for Likes is sure to make you laugh. One of them may even chug vodka out of a condom. That's new. <laughs> Shots for Like Shots for Likes podcast stream every Saturday night at 11:30 Eastern Standard Time on Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. Episodes are released on Mondays. Find links for all of their live channels and podcast platforms at shotsforlikespodcast.com. Short and sweet, and I'll just end it. Drink with us, and, and as, as always, don't be cunts. You need right. to, you need to cue me at the 11 p.m. because that's when the ham horn comes in. At the 11 p.m., I got to give you like a cue. Yes, you got to cue me. Cue. On that. Okay. All right. Let's do picks for this week. Uh, you want me to go first? Sure. Um, I was struggling to come up with one. Um, I, I had uh, two movies for you um, as an idea. One came out last year. Um, one was from about a year and a half, two years ago. That um, was an A24 film. Um, so I'll let you pick if you want the A24 film or the one that just came out within the last six months. So be- so I've had someone ask me the other day, he goes, do you guys watch any other movies besides A24? And I go, yes. <laughs> but So I think for the sake of argument, give me something that's not A24. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you Richard Jewell. Um, oh, I wanted to the see Clint this. The Clint Eastwood film about, yeah. um, it was originally titled The Ballad of Richard Jewell. Um, oh, what story- the hell is her name's in it? Uh, Olivia Wilde. Oh, she's this. so hot. She's a babe, dude. She, she's one of the most beautiful women alive. You know, as someone and who, it's not even fair. As someone who doesn't... And she's married <laughs> to fucking Jason Sudeikis. As someone who doesn't give a shit about like celebrity couples or nothing, those two are hilarious yeah, together. Yeah, but I, I want to eat her butt. I, I probably eat his butt too. You know, you know how bad it was when, uh, when Joaquin Phoenix was like to her on the on hers, like you know, you could fuck me, you gotta call me, right? Uh, and she just looks so at him and goes, sexy. "You're a weird dude." I, I remember I saw that movie with her that uh, the Ryan Reynolds Jason Bateman vehicle, the Change Up, where they like it was the body swap movie where he woke up, Jason Bateman was in Ryan Reynolds' body and Ryan Reynolds v- vaguely. Okay, she's in that. She gets naked in it. She, I was in that movie. I remember I was sitting next to Spooner and Josh, and I had a fucking rod. <laughs> And it was not the first time. It was because of Spooner? No, no, it was because of Jason Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Um, I, I, I just, I, I'd seen her before that, but for some reason, that movie, I'm like, this girl, woman is beautiful. Her eyes are. She's a gorgeous woman. Great body. She's cool as shit too. She was in Great in Cowboys versus Aliens. <sighs> <laughs> You're okay. still mad at me about I'm that. I'm still mad about that. So, uh, Richard Jewell, uh, obviously based on a true story about the 1994 Olympics in Atlanta. I'm going uh, to right uh, There was a bombing that happened. Richard Jewell was a security guard there that found the bomb. He warned them. He saved hundreds upon hundreds of lives by alerting the authorities. Um, and then he was framed by the media and the FBI to be the perpetrator, the guy that put the bomb there. Uh, it was one of the first real examples in the um, uh, present day of the media having too much control and the FBI trying to find a uh, perpetrator so they had a had someone to arrest. This poor guy's life was driven into the ground. The guy that plays Richard Jewell, I f- I'm forgetting his name, but he was also an I, Tanya that came out a year and a half ago. He was fucking fantastic in that. He's amazing in this. Kathy Bates is great in this as his mother. She got an Oscar nomination for it. Sam Rockwell is great as his lawyer in this. John Hamm is really good in it. Okay. The whole cast is really good. Um, it'll make you feel really, really sad for this guy. Uh, it'll make you hate the media, which I think a lot of us do already because they just wanted a story. Uh, it's it's a very very authentic thought authentic telling of what actually happened. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. It didn't get enough of a fair shake because the media didn't like that they were being called fake, which they were in this situation. But my pick for you this week is Richard Jewell. You know, reading about this now, the, the budget is relatively low. Yes, and the producers on it. What? Clint Eastwood, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Jonah Hill were producers yeah. on this. Yeah. 
what the fuck? Yeah, dude, Jonah Hill produces a lot now. Leo's been producing stuff for a while. I kind of figured that, but like, I did, I didn't, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. but I, I think you're gonna like this a lot. So for this album, my album this week, I'm gonna stick with hip hop. All right, let's do it. You're not gonna like it. Okay, I'm, I'm, let's not do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you Drake's, uh, Drake's "Thank Me Later." What? Thank me later. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna go in with an open mind. So this is Drake's first album. Came out in 2010. There is one song in here that you definitely heard, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Okay. And because you're gonna you're gonna get mad. Okay. But everything else on here is absolutely fantastic. Okay. Th- again, th- this is prime Drake. This is one. The first time I heard this, I was like, this guy's really going to be something. I was right. But, sure. But but the content, the lyrical content, has therefore suffered. So uh, you know what I mean. I think this is when he was actually writing his own shit. I, right now he doesn't write his own shit. That's like he's gotten accused of uh, using ghostwriters a lot. Well, I mean he has the money to do it. Why yeah, not? Yeah, you Fuck know what? It. Why not? I, I would just rather him say like, yeah, I have people help me write stuff, and then I come up with a way to change things out. I would prefer that. But regardless, um, you can't deny the guy's success. You can't well, deny it. I, I again, I love the grind because he, he's constantly putting shit out. Yeah, I respect that. So I, I I really can't hate him for it. But this is his first album that he came out with. This is something that I couldn't believe how good it was when I first heard it um i do want to uh, highlight the song karaoke karaoke uh, karaoke is absolutely fantastic song and the resistance those are probably my two favorite songs on the album but this is you have uh you know a young Nicki minaj when, okay this is like right before the when cash they were money fucking but not like openly to the public yes sure this is like when this is like uh the prime like cash money millionaires when like lil wayne found him gotcha. what year did this come out 2010 2010 so this is right before they did the thing with uh tony no not Tony. what was Ayo, his but, first big hit i don't even remember what it was now his first like big big hit is it on this album uh yes it is i believe so it's uh miss me with I, uh, Lil Wayne. i honestly don't know if i've ever heard it that uh, i not that i recall at least there's a possibility there's been plenty of times where i said i didn't hear something and you play i was like all right i've heard this i'm trying now i'm trying to remember it's like you the fucking best oh that you song i know i know i remember that one best i ever had yeah that's the one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it is antonio brown on this album rapping no can no, he be not. <laughs> actually no this that song is actually not on this record but it, it was his first that was the first big, song i ever remember hearing from him that was in 2009 that was his first single so this is actually Got prior you. to that so okay. that's actually that i i could have sworn it was on here but it's not but anyway so yeah my pick this week is thank me later by drake i'm i'm still of the belief that this album is fantastic people okay i'm gonna go like with it. an open mind and i understand why people don't like it but shut the fuck up it's great uh, i'll go in with an open mind i'm gonna give it a genuine shot cool all right so we got some stuff this week um i like that recently we've been doing uh what we've been watching this week uh we've uh, we started that out can so, i say please can i say so last time on the show we did this i was talking about a show i've been watching on apple tv plus starring jason momoa called c, c yeah you were really into c you were hyping it up um the premise of it is this whole world is uh everyone's blind except these two people I guess two or three people three people three people um, and you said you like three or four episodes into it you really liked it so where are you at with C on Apple TV Plus starring Jason Momoa now they they executed two people I so I found that that they they take refuge in a dam. Okay. In like Is ups, it a goddamn. Like, <laughs> that was great. In an up in like upstate New York, and it somehow still has power. And, Very interesting. And well, ha- if it's a dam, that makes sense because it does create its own power. To I, be fair, I here. understand, but still at the same time. So 
I don't know how they figured out how to electrocute people. So what they did was these two people were trying. Uh, they uh, had someone stand there and just rub their feet on the ground <laughs> for two hours. Like, don't touch them. All this static electricity. Yeah. No, I don't know what the fuck happened exactly because it's, it got so fucking convoluted. But it turned into a point where, like, these two people were trying to, like, like uh, assassinate the like the overseer or some shit. And then she figured it out because they were trying to get, oh, I, that feels like a spider bite. Were Ooh. they just trying to create, like, a big bad to make a big bad? Like, kind of. build up slowly to a villain? So, yeah, so kind of, well, it's, she's the villain, thousand okay, percent. gotcha. But, so, uh, you know, the uh, the plan is foiled, and then they're brought to this chamber for execution, so I don't know how they these tie these people These are blind people. These are blind people. Okay. They're brought to this chamber for execution, they're tied up, and they're attached, like Shane McMahon and Kane, <laughs> right, to fuck, to batteries, okay. or something. <laughs> and then, like, so you somehow figure out, if you throw this switch, it electrocutes them. So they suddenly became electrical engineers. Yes. Okay, very good. So... Right as they're about to elect, uh, like electrocute him and, and like you know kill him, she starts talking. Do you have any last words? Blah blah blah. And it pans to the people who are getting executed, and they're blindfolded. Aren't they blind? They're blind. Okay, that just made me think of in Rogue in Rogue One when they're taking all the people away and they put the bags over the head and they put it over the blind. Guy. What, are you, what are, you, are you kidding me? I'm blind. Well, yeah, the blind guy. Like, that was funny because it was like a levity rather than just do it. They like realized it was ridiculous. Also broke the tension because they all got caught. Yeah, correct. Like, but in this case, it just sounds like they're trying to create the illusion of more danger when they they're blind. You don't have to do that. Like they like you blindfolded blind people. You'd be better off putting like earplugs in because their senses are so increased. It could be like a, a daredevil situation where they can see everything. <laughs> like, Stupid. So you, they jumped the shark this show. A thousand percent. All right, that kind of sucks. I, and I feel bad because it's a great concept, but then it started to get really, I really I will say, shitty. just from what I've seen of it, it looks like it's filmed really cool. It like is. It looks like it's almost like filmed like a nature documentary kind of, like certain scenic shots. Yeah, sure. But... I, the fact that I didn't hear much about it made me think that it probably went that way. But at the same time, I heard a lot about the M. Night Shyamalan one, Servant, that I gave up on after three or four episodes because it just didn't compel me enough. Yeah. So what else I've been watching? Um, I got through two episodes of Better Call Saul. Okay. Um, it's a little hard, but I'm only two episodes in. You have to... I, I, same thing with, the same thing happened with Breaking Bad. I had to power through the first, the yeah. first season like I did the, the last one. The first season of Better Call Saul, after the first... I'll say four episodes mm -hmm. is when it really finds its footing because the first couple episodes are really meant to real make the Breaking Bad fans remember that they're in the world of Breaking Bad. Yeah, that, I kind of figured that and out. It, yeah. Then it, it takes it takes a little bit to find its footing and become its own show and introduce these new characters like his brother, like his uh, love interest Kim Wexler. Right. Well, the, again, it's hard for me too because I love. Bra I've been watching Breaking Bad. Too, Correct. So I've been like rewatching Breaking Bad and how like how it's hard to like fathom how. Saul can get to where he is in the show Breaking Bad. Obviously, there's there's a you know point A point B. Don't say nothing. No, I'm please. not going to. But because um, it's it's still not there technically. It's, it's, it's getting there on the show without giving any. You have to figure it's going to get yeah, there. Obviously, well, it's it's. I don't know what I don't know why it's so hard for me to differentiate the two. Like this is not Saul Goodman I'm watching. This is McGill. Well, that's Frank basically McGill, it, it, Jimmy McGill. Jimmy, Jimmy McGill. JMM. Yes. Um, you, you're gonna you'll see like why. His personality is a certain way, and honestly, they're they're in the fifth season right now. They're still unraveling things that make you realize why he becomes full on Saul Goodman. 
Um, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of great Breaking Bad fan service throughout. Obviously, there's characters. I, I, this isn't a spoiler. It was in the trailers this week. But uh, ha- um, Hank and Gomez were back in Better Call Saul this week. I would hope it was in the trailers. It was their be. first time they were in it. Well, that's the other thing too. Is I don't I don't know how it got spoiled. I think there was a trailer for the new season, uh-huh. and it was Saul Goodman. You know, it was uh, Bob Odenkirk turning around and goes, "It's all good." That's man. how they end one of the seasons. He says that it's all good, man. And I I saw someone showed me that. And I I was like, God damn no, it! It's but honestly, it's, you had, it, it's but I'm saying it's the, the, it's, it's the tiniest piece the thing of the puzzle. that's amazing with Better Call Saul when you compare it to Breaking Bad is that the stakes aren't nearly as high because it's not this. It, it, there is uh, an element of the cartel and drug dealing because Gus Fring comes in. Mm-hmm. You saw Tuco in the first episode, but that's more of a side story kind of thing. Okay, Saul's stakes aren't nearly as high. He's a guy who's a lawyer. He's yeah, a guy I mean, with like, family issues, right. a guy with his love interest. and But somehow that's required the uh, Vince Gillian, the creator and writer of both Breaking Bad and um, Better Call Saul and the X-Files. He, it's made him have to get more creative to create this uh, beautiful tension throughout the show. And there was a moment on this week's episode I was texting McGrowhow with, and I'm like, that is might be some of my favorite writing between the two series. This very subtle thing that just played into one of the characters' you mindsets. Want, you want to tell me so beautifully. Bad, I, I, I'm excited for you to watch it because yeah. I think it, it has more of a um, Better Call Saul is more grounded um, because I, I love I love Breaking Bad. It's one of my three favorite shows ever. But obviously, it, there's an element of the the outlandish to it. It's I'm about sh- a multinational, yeah. multi international well, meth well, ring I was by saying, a, I, a, me- a high school <laughs> math teacher. I, I just watched the episode of uh, you know it was right when they killed Gail at the end of season three. Yeah, and then Gail Bedecker, one of yeah. my favorite videos of him doing karaoke that they find. <laughs> and then season four uh, is when they're sitting in the lab and Gus comes in he puts the suit on. Box cutter. And he cuts the Box fucking cutter, that episode, Ugh. yeah. Yeah, there, there's... Okay, so Better Call Saul does never get... It doesn't feel as dangerous as Breaking Bad. Yeah, right. But at the same time, there's an element of danger to it because you're wondering, like, you're sitting there the whole time, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck is happening? Why is this happening? You get real depth into Mike Armantrout, which is one of my favorite things. He's one of my he favorite characters my, in the original series. You will, if you, that's the case, you're, you'll love Better Call Saul because you actually learn so much about Mike's backstory and about why he was so connected to his granddaughter and things like that. Um, Better Call Saul right now, and Quaz said the same thing. It is on a pace right now where it is going to at least rival Breaking Bad, there is a chance that the finale might surpass it because it is building in such a way because they did it from the very first episode of Better Call Saul. They show you where Saul is after Breaking Bad. Sure, yeah. They're building in a way now where Oh, we're gonna find out what really happened to Saul after Breaking Bad. Yeah, right. Like at like an El Camino kind of ending. Okay. Um, I, I'm I'm super excited that you started watching it, and I can't wait for you to dive in further because it, it's also probably it's funnier than Breaking Bad because it has to be. Well, it's right? definitely funnier there's than some Breaking parts Bad, that yeah. are fu- fucking made me cry laughing on I, Better Call Saul. I mean, I love I get to a point where I love Breaking Bad so much, like I want that Doodle of Heisenberg tattooed on. Oh me. yeah, that's a great. I love the Doodle. Of I that. love it. Um, so I, I obviously Better Call Saul has been on. Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm was great again this week. I don't know if you heard on WFAN at all, but I the, whole, the whole premise of this episode is that Larry has a friend who's a big Jets fan, right? Just like Larry <laughs> is, and the guy commits suicide, and they blame it on the Jets. And Larry, Larry's from the area. He's a big WFAN fan. There's a big theory going around. The character that killed himself is based on Joe Beningo. Joe and Evan talked about it this week. And, uh, but the whole premise is that like Larry David meets with the widow, and uh, she was like, what's the last thing he was complaining about? 
Uh, she's like, oh, the, the Jets? She goes, the Jets take another loss. <laughs> like, that Dude, was the whole premise of the show. You know, I, t- leave it to the one week I don't listen to the fan to hear some Dude, shit like that. Dude, it was like so that. fucking funny. Because right, it's just dead air right now uh, for sports. Yeah, it's... It, well, it, well, there's well, some well, interesting well, stuff. With the, with the tournament right around the corner, the but tournament, still... The tournament, the draft buildup, there's some Ka- football stuff today. And then Karis LeVert scoring 51 was last awesome night. was awesome last yeah, night. Ridiculous. Dude, he had 14 points going in the fourth quarter, yeah. and he finished with 51. Stupid. Scored 37 in the fourth quarter. It, he, and he, overtime. He tied. Uh, no, uh, no, that was in a quarter. Clay Thompson scored thirty-seven yeah. in a quarter. Um, I, t- I told you I've been watching Ballers. Uh, I can't. Uh, I th- that's the last show I thought you'd be. Well, watching. you know what? You guys hyped it up so much. I was it's like, fun. I need to be fair. Uh, there's some things I like about it, and there's some how, stuff that I just don't care. How great is Rob Corddry? He's great in He's it. So good. I don't like The Rock much in it. Like it's weird. I love The Rock in action movies, and when there's an element of comedy, I don't like him in non-action oriented stuff. In dramatic roles, it's a little different. It, it, it's like, I don't need to watch fucking to. Gridiron Gang. Go well, away. <laughs> I like Gridiron Gang. <laughs> no, but I'm, so where are you in Ballers? Right I now? am. What's the last thing you saw? Um, I'm on season two. Uh, Jesus, you're that far. Already? I got uh, the kid, the the white linebacker, just got drafted by the Ravens. Uh, oh, the shit. one that they had, he had the issue with Mark Schlereth. Yes, um, yeah, he just right. got drafted by the Ravens, sixth overall, I think oh, it was. Jesus so I'm Christ. pretty far into it. All right, because I'm playing fucking that, and I just keep it on my tablet. It's not a show that I need to be like engaged no, to. Thirty minute episode. Blah, I, blah, blah. I don't like any of this. The only side character I like is um, the one that Denzel's sons play. Plays the one the the, the Jared uh, Jared oh uh, Ricky Jared yeah Ricky Jared I like him he's on steroids yeah he, yeah he's uh, I like him he's Denzel's son he's great he's a really good actor yeah um I'm I'm gonna keep riding through I've gotten this far it's only five seasons he was in Black Klansman yes he was in Black Klansman yes. he's a really good actor. Um, I'm trying. To, I don't know, like, what else I'm really looking to watch. Oh, Ozark starts in a couple weeks. That'll be soon. I'm very excited for Ozark. Speaking of Black Klansman and Spike Lee, do you see what happened to Spike Lee at the Garden? I have that written down here. So, um, I I gotta say now, uh, I'm a fan of the Knicks yeah. <laughs> because I fucking as much as I hate the Knicks, I fucking hate Spike Lee. Yeah. And the whole okay, first off. Don't compare yourself to Charles Charles Oakley. Stop and Oakley it. in that situation, he had some blame too because he was drunk and acting he like was a very fool. Drunk. He was inebriated. But, but it's Could also, they have handled it better? Yes. But it's also at the same time, it's not Dolan's place to call him an alcoholic. No, I'm no, sorry, not, not, not at all. There, there, but there's fault to be laid around there entirely. So it was even funnier. So that happens. A week later, my parents are in Atlantic City. My mother sends me a picture. Hey, look who it is. I go, is that Charles Oakley? It was Charles Oakley. Yeah, and it's like, what the fuck is he doing in AC? He's like, well, you know, he's buying a couple drinks and he's gambling a little bit. He was and, I on, go, and I go, ask him what it was like to get kicked out of the garden. Banned from the garden. <laughs> yeah. He was on a Artie's podcast a few weeks ago, and he was a really good listen. I still have uh, to listen to um, his fucking halfway house, man. So uh, the whole Spike Lee thing, I saw it, and I was, first of all, I was like, good. And, uh, <laughs> okay, you be, he's been using the entrance for however long, for years, years. Long been, time, man. The, the media entrance and the, the, the VIP team, VIP thing, he technically wasn't supposed to be using it. And I guess no one articulated to him that the rule had changed and he should not be using it. And rather than just say, okay, no one told me, uh, my bad, I'll use the other entrance, the other VIP entrance, he has to go on a media tirade and say, I'm not going to any more Knicks games this year. Dude, like, fuck off. Like, you're Spike Lee. But we like, know who you're, you're more, you're like, as well known as your movies are, and you have some fucking he classics. Some, he has some great ones, Dude, too. Do the Right Thing is fucking fantastic. He Got Game is fucking fantastic. He Got Game is great. Malcolm X is fucking great. Uh, 25th, 25th Hour, shut up. 20, <laughs> 20, 25th Hour is super underrated. Yeah. 
you were just as known for being a Knicks mascot. So now you're going to, like, honestly, people see was, you, like, those people that know you from Knicks games but haven't seen your like, movies. Like, people still think you're the one who's responsible for you're, Reggie Miller. You're the fireman Ed of the Knicks. Yeah, like, like you're the one who talks shit to Scottie Pippen after he dunked yeah. on Ewing. Like, dude. Like, get like, out of here. I don't, I would feel bad for him in any, in some capacity if he didn't have to go on this media tirade that you're Spike Lee. You could just put out well, a video on YouTube and it, get your point across. You have to go on the Michael K show. No, of all places. Yeah. And, like, it, it didn't help too that like it's, again it's the same shit when when the Black Klansman didn't win Best Picture he threw he a fucking storms out he threw a fucking tantrum he, too he's just a fucking when Klansman was average he, at he, best I, I, he saw yeah Black Klansman was whatever it was I thought av- it was Adam average Driver was great and well, yeah. John David Washington was great there was I, some funny parts but he bastardized the real story for and I get it sure. it's a movie you have to whatever but. You know, you, I just you also created one of the worst remakes of all time in Old Boy. You pissed me the fuck off with old the okay. Old Boy remake. Huh. I was so mad about that. You had Josh Brolin and Josh Brolin fucking rules, and you made a fucking piece of shit out of it. Yeah, one of the great Korean films of all time. But I, I just with Spike Lee, I, I hate seeing him. He's just an asshole. He's just, just a, a fucking just asshole. A jerk, to make yeah. me side with James Dolan takes a lot. Yeah, and James Dolan's. Would, I should have known, just like his Harvey Weinstein he's song. He's a legit piece of garbage. He's a piece of trash. He's a very smart piece of trash. I mean, he's very, very wealthy, dude. He's literally he's very smart. He literally is the only owner that can continue to put out a substandard product and not suffer business wise at all because he knows the fans are stupid well, and he just laughs at them. Well, it's all listen. That at least respect the Wolf Punch are just fucking idiots who think they're I, smart. I can't do a Wolf Punch rant today. No, I'm not, I can't. I'm, I'm just using that I know, as an I know example. What you're but uh, I would th- rather th- the Will Punch. And well, Dolan, because if you compare successes on their Wilpon ownership versus Dolan ownership, I agree. The Wilpons have been more successful. I agree, but here's the thing too: is that here's how Dolan is smart. He owns the Rangers. You, he doesn't fucking. He doesn't touch with. He doesn't, he doesn't fuck with the with Rangers, them. and the Rangers are somewhat competitive. We only know that because Colucci tweets about it 25 times a day. And then the only other thing we know is thank that you for the Wendy's breakfast yesterday, Colucci. <laughs> um, and then the other thing too: how smart he is. He owns the Garden. Yeah, he has he a cash cow. Every single it doesn't matter. The MSG network. It doesn't matter. He owns he, like and he just fires anyone that pisses him off and he okay. bans them. What was the what was the guy who screamed at him? Sell the team and he banned him from all. Yeah, the next a games? fan. It was a just fan. a fan. He said that the fan followed him. He's like, no, the fan was going out. That, the exit. that was like when Angel Hernandez threw out the guy in, at Wrigley Field for <laughs> for calling him out after the seventh inning stretch. Yep. Oh my God, fuck Angel Hernandez. All right, let's see what else I got. Uh, so we got all this coronavirus stuff. Everyone's all freaking out about the coronavirus. Now I'm worried, but I'm not freaking okay, out. Okay, I'm gonna not. Wor- I'm gonna help you not worry for a second. I got a statistic earlier. Okay, because landlord was freaking out a little bit. She's like, I, people I would, are dying. People are dying. I'm like, sure, people well, I, are dying. I know people are dying, but my thing is that like now it's kind of in our backyard sure, a little bit. Sure, sure. So now that's what I'm saying. Not until it's sure. in my backyard will I be I, somewhat I understand. worried. I have a general basic concern the same way I do that I might get cancer one day. Like, it could happen. That's okay. what I, I could get coronavirus. Sure. But as far as if I got it, I wouldn't be afraid of dying. I'd be afraid I'd be quarantined and sick for a couple of days. You want to know the mortality numbers on this? Okay, so mortality rates, I think there's been about, in America, or just in general, I think it's about uh, like 7,000 7, people dead so far. Uh, no, it's only it's only about thirty five four thousand okay. worldwide. Wh- but it, there's only six. There's been six deaths in Washington ten, state. Ten, ten, ten in Washington state now. Oh, now but it's let 10. me explain. It was so fourteen point eight percent of the people that have died from coronavirus thus far are over the age of eighty. Really? Yes, eight percent are between ages seventy and seventy nine. 
So they're very old. 60 and 69 ages are 3.6% of the deaths. Uh, 50 to 59 is 1.3. Uh, 40 to 49 is 0.4. 30 to 39.2. 20 to 29.2. 10 to 19.2. The media is not reporting do, this. Do because, me a favor. Yeah. Send me that. So who, who's freaking out in your life about it? <laughs> Everyone. Okay. Look at the... It's funny because you can see like my whole all my tabs <laughs> open too. Um, How bad are they? No, it's not that bad, honestly. Okay. It's like uh, K1 level posters and World of Solitaire. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's what I play when I'm on conferences and I don't want to hear people you play talk. Solitaire? Because people are just, I, I'm literally oh, on conferences yeah, yeah. with like six people where I just have to interject sometimes. You just so put I, it on mute. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't need, I just click. I don't yeah, give right. a fuck. But um, so this is the thing the media isn't reporting on these numbers because people wouldn't be as scared. Of course. What have, what have we had this winter, Taylor? A very uh, moderate winter. I, I, there I haven't been those rushes that people need to go to get the bread and milk, to go get their shovels, to go get the salt, to go get all the supplies they think because they're going to be snowed in for days and may not have power. They're creating commerce because people are running to the stores to buy up all the water, to buy up all the hand sanitizer, so, to buy up all the different things they might need because they think so, they're going to be stuck inside. So before I came here, I stopped at 7-Eleven, sure. bought a Jewel and a peach iced tea. Delicious. And the lady in front of me was asking for all the gentleman's cough medicine, if he had any masks, and also... The cough medicine, it's a respiratory and, and, infection. And if he had any gloves. And then she, he's like, yeah, no, I have none of that. And I go, I go, what, did she just ask you for all like all your shit? He's like, yeah. I go, you should have fucking sold it to her. What are you, stupid? Well, they're probably trying to wait, especially at a 7-Eleven, as you learn with the jewels, to price gouge it. Sure. They want to be the last game in town because then they can justifiably sell a box of gloves for $50. Well, like I said, the only issue I have with the jewel is that that one 7-Eleven oh, sure, Clifton sure. fuck, tried to fuck me. Everyone else is only getting me for yeah. 20 bucks. That's but, it. So here's the thing. Um, we, we've talked about it before with this coronavirus on the show is that um, it, it hasn't killed nearly as many people as the flu has this year, but it does have a higher mortality rate, and that's simply because less people have it. I think the mortality rate on this is 3% of the people infected have died of it thus far. The flu is about 0.9%. Okay? It's a much higher percentage. But they're not telling you that it's mostly senior citizens. And a lot, all the ones in Washington State were in senior care homes. Jesus Christ. It's it's weird how this one's going. And it's also, I remember I blew Justin's mind yesterday with the Lysol wipe thing. Oh, it's yeah. like, coronavirus has been around forever. SARS was the coronavirus. Remember we freaked out SARS. about SARS too? This has killed SARS. more people. Was I freaked out about Ebola more than anything. And that one wasn't, that one wasn't, this is worse than Ebola was. I know I was, it is. I almost got detained at a hospital because I made a joke idiot. about it. You know, you know. I remember West Nile virus was huge. West Nile, dude, last year it was Zika. Remember Zika? Zika was huge, Bird yeah. flu, swine flu. It's always something it's always every something fucking year. To create the panic. And, the, and listen, this one, I think there's a little bit more of a concern because they haven't been able to contain it yet. Sure. Um, but it, it's... I, I, I'm not worried. Like, in the fact, I just told you those numbers. If you or I got coronavirus, in all, if we were in that 0.2% of people that dies, we deserve it. <laughs> we're okay. not old. I was going to um, say. Like, the stat that I, I loved, just to show that we need something like the coronavirus to kill a lot of people, is that 38% of Americans will not drink Corona beer because they relate it to the coronavirus. That is so fucking stupid. See, that's why we like, need this. We need that the coronavirus. I want the, the mortality rate to go to 38%, just that, those people. Take that 38% out quick. Yeah. No, like, it's just so fucking stupid. Like... Uh, you know, I made a stupid fucking joke where I was like, you know, if you drink a Corona without a lime, you'll get coronavirus. Really? Dude, no. People like this is how no. stupid we are, and that's why it's so easy for people to panic about these things. I saw videos and pictures of lines out stores where people are just like they're acting like a hurricane is coming. Yeah. Like, dude, 
it, relax. I think they're doing it because the East Coast had such a moderate winter and we didn't have those rushes of everyone going to the store and buying up batteries and buying up this and buying up that. And it's not to downplay that this is a serious situation in certain parts of the world. It certainly is. Italy, right now, today, they announced that all their sporting events will be until mid-April, I think, are going to be played in front of empty stadiums. The NCAA is talking about doing empty stadium for the tournament. Uh, That's new. I didn't hear about WrestleMania is in Tampa. Tampa's had three cases of the coronavirus. WWE said that they were going to do it, but they're having athletes in all sports tell people don't shake hands and high five with the crowd, don't sign autographs, things like that. Uh, the the MotoGP, the Coda, which is the motorcycle racing, um, uh, it's coming to Texas in a couple months. They canceled the first two legs of it in Italy because Italy is the second most affected country, and in the Philippines because they're also affected. So there will there is going to be a, an impact on this because of fear and uh, honestly, if that's the case maybe it is a good idea just to don't let people get sick because they don't have an official vaccine or care the hospitals will get overrun even if people aren't dying from it they'll be sick there is some ramification of it but my concern is minimal honestly it's it's in our backyard but it, I've, I vote no more people with the flu quas had the flu steli had the flu justin had the flu did you get the flu no. Did I get the flu? No, I had worse. Yeah, you had pneumonia, but it wasn't from the flu. I'm no, just saying, like, flu, something no. flu that kills more people, or, or, you know, not sure. mortality no, I, I know rate what wise. You're saying, right. I, I'm not freaking out until there's something to freak out about. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's like being afraid of going somewhere because shootings happen all the time. I'm more afraid of getting shot somewhere than I am the coronavirus. Yeah, I think that's fair. I definitely am <laughs> like, more scared of being shot. Yeah, so tell people especially, when they're freaking with, out, especially with my beard. What I look yeah, like? yeah. Well, you look like Muhammad Atta. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> That's terrible. That was mean. That was terrible. Um, I found out today, Did or, you? Or, earlier in the week, that they are going to be making, Sci-Fi is going to be making a series out of a movie that I gave you previously on the show, and one of my favorite horror movies of all time. What's that? Uh, they've ordered a, I believe it's to start out, an eight-episode series of an adaptation of Day of the Dead. Okay. <sighs> okay, so they've tried remaking Day of the Dead twice. One time, Nick Cannon was in it with Ving Rhames and Mina Savari, and it was fucking terrible. Wait, Nick Cannon was in that one? Nick one Cannon was in, in that. Yeah, no, that was Day of the Dead. You're thinking of Dawn of the Dead. Day of the oh, Dead. Dawn, I, I, uh, okay. The one with Bob is Day of the Dead. Oh, okay. Right, um, right, so right. The, Sci-Fi ordered an eight-episode series to make Day of the Dead into a series. So do you think Sci-Fi's going to do that fucking thing justice because it's Sci-Fi? I don't know. Sci-Fi does make some decent stuff. Battlestar um, Galactica. Their, their movies are terrible because they don't make like... There's this great Patrice bit on ONA where he talks about the Sci-Fi adaptation of like movies like Jaws would just be called Big Shark like they always make movies like Big Shark. like Independence Day would be called Aliens Here yeah like, they always, but with this I, I, I'm a little more open minded so th- they also did another Day of the Dead remake that came out a year ago and I wanted to go and open minded and I tried it out and it was so fucking bad I made it through about an hour of it it was terrible the one with Nick Cannon wanted to, so they didn't have Bub in it but they had a character named Bob <laughs> who became a zombie, mm-hmm. right, through the course of the movie, but he doesn't eat humans. Do you want to know why? Why? When he was alive, he was a vegetarian. Get the fuck out of here. That was written into the movie. You know what that's, you know what that, like... That was written into the fucking movie. You know what that reminds me of for some reason? I remember watching the, the preview for this shitty movie called fucking Warm Bodies or some shit. Okay, with um uh, Nick Holt. Yes, Nicholas that's Holt the one, in it. Yes. Okay. Not a bad movie for what it is. It's not a bad movie. So it's like the love story. He's a zombie. He likes the chick. Yeah. Um. There's a there's a really good. I actually thought about giving you this movie this week. I might give it to you next week. I'll just talk about it now. But I think it's on Amazon Prime. It's called Fido. Fido. Um, so it actually Carrie Ann Moss is in it. Okay. Um. Uh, Trinity from the Matrix. Babe. It's supposed to be a sequel to Night of the Living Dead, right? Okay. But it's filmed and it's written like it's 
Leave It to Beaver. Like it's like a 1960s sitcom. Okay. And in the in it, they basically it's after Night of the Living Dead. They figured out a way to domesticate the zombies. They wear like these things on their neck where they become like your yeah. landscaper I was and say, your butler. Can I read it? Yeah, please. It says Welcome to Willard, a small town lost in an uh, idyllic world of the 50s, where the sun shines every day, everybody knows their neighbor, and riding zombies carry the mail. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Zomcon, a company that uh, patents a collar to domesticate zombies, a young boy is able to find friendship in his pet zombie Fido. But when Fido's collar goes on the fritz, yeah. the neighbors start paying the ultimate price. Yeah. So <laughs> what? I, I saw the trailer for this. I'm like, all right, let me give this a shot. It was a genuinely funny movie because it didn't take itself too seriously. It took like the tropes of like a classic like sitcom from the 60s, like okay. Leave it to Beaver, the Brady Bunch, and kind of played off it. Like the housewife that's just all neat and prim. Yeah, uh, right. the, when they're driving, it's just like the backdrop screen, oh, the really basic was, one. Yeah, right. But then when it gets violent, it's really fucking violent. It's like, you know what this... Like, it was this, a fun fucking movie. This is... This is this movie sounds like a mission you would do in like Dead Rising. Yeah, kind it kind of is like that. It didn't take, but it, it, literally, there's um things that pay direct homage to the Living Dead, and I appreciate that. Rather than trying to remake one of the greatest horror films of all Just time, one of the on. greatest zombie films, there's yeah. been one good remake of Night of the Living Dead. Mind you, they've made about four remakes of Night of the Living Dead. Okay, the Dawn of the Dead remake is good. It's fine. I, I, I like appreciate. It. it. I respect I like it. it. It's good for what it is. Yeah. Day of the Dead still hasn't gotten a good remake out of it. Uh, they've made. I think seven Return of the Living Dead movies and the first two are the only thing that's worth it. They got terrible after that. Fido, Shaun of the Dead, Zombieland, Warm Bodies even were original takes on the genre. Of course. That had fun with it. Shaun of the Dead, to me, is one of the five best zombie films ever made. Well, I Five mean, best zombie films if, if, ever made. If you change the script ever so slightly, it's a legit zombie. It's a straight up horror movie. Yeah, if you is. just If you just change some of the dialogue dude, dude, and the timing. Just thinking that part where the, at the end where they're in the Winchester and the dude gets ripped apart by the zombies. Oh, it's that's super fucking, gory. That's fucked up, no, man. It, it's, it has all those moments in it when, uh, when he, his best friend gets bit. When they just all those different things oh, in there. Oh, when, when they leave them in the basement, yeah, yeah. And shit. That's like there's all kinds of things. I Yo, mean, Nick Frost. How great is Nick Frost? I fucking love Nick Frost. He's the best. I, dude. I, those both those guys. I love Simon Pegg went on a tirade this week about Star Trek. Actually, well, like uh, how it's not good. Well, no, how uh, he he thinks they fucked up with uh, all the movies because they didn't market them properly. Uh, especially the, the third first, one. The first Star Trek, the first two. Hold on, you need to change your mic. I can't really hear you too well. Hello? Yep. Yeah, Hello? You, you want to just move it down. You're speaking yeah, right. into the bottom of it. There anyway. You, yeah, there you go. So, uh, the, the first... The, I the, like the first two. The Star Trek remake, and then I forget into what... Into Darkness. Into Darkness with, with Benedict Cumberbatch. As was dope, Khan. Was dope as shit. It is amazing. And Beyond dude. was actually pretty good. But... Fun. Um, he also said that... Uh, what's his name? Anton um, Yel- Yelchin. Yelchin, the one that died. Oh, the guy that played Chekhov. Uh, yeah, Chekhov. The yeah. one that died. Uh, they said that kind of like ruined things for them but they thought they tried to make Star Trek into Star Wars and Star Trek does have a passionate fan base but it doesn't have the fan base that rushes out like Star Wars fans no do. that's yeah it's, it's more of a cult following than Star Wars Star I, I, Wars is like a swell I, I, I don't mean to like insult anyone but you have to be an uber nerd no well, to like, like Star Trek Trekkies, like really, yeah. Trekkies didn't like these Star Trek movies because Which I think it's silly well, this to me. is why because well, Star Trek, action movies correct the Star Trek has always been more about the uh, expedition and the travel and the adventure rather than the action. And that's why I like these Star Trek. I was never a Star Trek fan, but I like these ones because they were more action films. They were fun. The cast was really good.
good. Uh, Chris Pine was great in it. Um, what's her name? Uh, Zoe, is it Zoe Zeldana that's yeah, in it? Yeah, Zeldana's in it. She's really good. Uh, the guy that plays uh, Spock is fucking great. I would do it. I love uh, Carl Urban as Bones. Carl Urban is si- fucking si- great in it. Simon Pegg is Scotty. Simon Pegg is great. The whole thing yeah, is yeah. casted really well. And then the second then, one, when you bring in Benedict Cumberbatch, he was great as Khan. They just did a slight twist. To, I've seen the original Star Trek movies. I have the, too. The, the Star Trek movies are so funny because the first Star Trek movie is not good. No. no Star Trek no. the movie is not good. You know, you know Two, The Wrath of Khan <laughs> is, is, is really good. It's legitimately amazing. Three <coughs> is not good. The Voyage four, Home, is that the one? Four is good. Yeah. The Voyage Home no, is trash. I three is The Search for Spock. The Search for Spock isn't good. The Voyage Home is trash. What's the one where they have to get the whales? I'm pretty sure that's The Search for Spock. <laughs> that shit was terrible. Almost positive. The whales. But, but so, the, my favorite part of the third movie is, and again, I understand why people hate it, because the third one kind of got very gimmicky, Yeah, was when, I forget what they were doing, but they were like surfing some wave in space yeah, yeah. To, the, to the fucking Beastie Boys. It was boys. still better than surfing in uh, Die Another Day. Of course. But no, like, like the, sec- the second movie to me is so fucking great because... Because like, because obviously the the famous thing is when, you know, is when a uh, Spock dies. Spock gives up his life. And in this case, they did it with um, with, with uh, Kirk, yeah, Captain Kirk. Kirk but it yeah, was Captain nice. Kirk, correct. Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. To me, the second movie oh, to me is, is my absolute favorite. Yeah, one. I, I, I love that movie. Agreed. Speaking, of, we were just talking about coronavirus, and we just talked about Die Another Day. Fucking yeah, they pushed it back. No time to die, and they moved it. <laughs> it's supposed to come out in a month. So it's coming back to the fall, November. Oh my Might god! Might as well be the fucking winter. And I get it, like, from a, a, a box office standpoint, yes, it makes sense, because the 007 movies are huge in uh, China and Japan, they're, they're massively popular, but fuck, I gotta wait until November? I've been actually watching the Bond movies, building up to... Uh, no time to die. So is Bob. Yeah, and now I gotta fucking wait till November. Yeah, Bob tried to give me one. Fucking Spectre no time day. for Corona. Yeah, Bob tried to give me. He's like, I gotta finish the back half of Spectre. I go, that's the worst part. That's the bad part. The last 30, 40 minutes is when it gets shit. Yeah, it's bad. Did he like Skyfall? He didn't tell me what he thought of Skyfall. He likes Skyfall. Skyfall's fucking great. He likes Skyfall, and then Quantum of Solace is the good one. No, Casino Royale. Casino Royale is the good Casa- one. Uh, Quantum of Solace is the worst of the Craig movies. Skyfall is the best, and Spectre is just above Quantum of Solace. I would switch Spectre. No, I, 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 me. See, Christoph Waltz is great, but they just kind of change his character a little too much for me. You can't even... You want to know what the villain in Quantum of Solace was? The water. Water. I know. That's not a Bond villain. Like, the only (laughs) other Bond villain that made less sense, I think it was in Tomorrow Never Dies... Uh, he, he owned a newspaper company. It's awesome. And, and it was he, fucking the High Sparrow from Game of Thrones uh, that played him. It was, I don't remember if it was Die, uh, Die Another Day or Tomorrow Never well, Dies. It's the, it's the guy from Two Popes. Same guy? Yeah, same guy. Jonathan Price yeah. is his name. Yeah. Um, so Flava Flav got kicked out of Public Enemy. He got fired by Public Enemy. Public Enemy still around doing Yes, thing? because they've been uh, playing uh, Bernie Sanders rallies, um, which makes sense for them. Whatever. Good sure, for them. Whatever. That's what they want to do. But Flavor Flav, being the uh, the worm that he is, who has no political opinion, was like, why are we doing this? Like, your whole thing was built on fight the power. And no matter what you think about Bernie Sanders, that's kind of what his whole message is. Right. And you're trying to say the band, he tried to issue a cease and desist on behalf of the band that was touring with Bernie Sanders. Come on, man. Flavor Flav is famous <sighs> for being an asshole. Being an asshole, wearing a big-ass clock, having a really uh, shitty reality show. And like, I, the Lisa Lampanelli had a, a line flavor, about him flavor. that he looked like a raisin that had been left in the sun too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo. that, that, was, that was his roast, right? The yeah, roast yeah, Comedy Central. Correct. 
I, I just uh, <sighs> no, that's that's fucking terrible. Like, who? I, listen, I'm not one to shit on Public Enemy because they're obviously one of the forefathers they're, they're of pioneers. They're pioneers, but like, it's I, I, they're just so far. Like, Run DMC haven't been together in 20 years, and they still and DMC by himself holds more weight than all of Public Enemy. The same thing me. with Beastie Boys. Yeah, absolutely. But MCA's dead though. I'm very excited for the Beastie Boys documentary coming out that Spike Jones directed. A- Apple TV. Yeah, Spike, yeah, Spike Jones. It. I heard it's like super, super emotional. I was just listening. I was just listening to uh, uh, what's it, what the fuck is it? Too ill. The first album oh, they have. Uh, I forget what it is. I forget the name of it. Not licensed. La- no, no, licensed. Li- licensed license license Ill. Ill. Fucking great. Yeah, the one that uh, that Eminem stole for Kamikaze, and I absolutely love that that. Sabotage is one of the best songs ever it's written. It's one of the best music videos ever. Spike but, Jones as well. But you have to listen to that song, the old style, cruising on the cor- or cooling on the corner on a hot summer's day. It's me and my posse and MCA. Like I don't, I don't know why. Because if you listen to it, people who never listen to Beastie Boys or hip hop listen to this, and they're like. These fucking you know, like, he, these he are a, a bunch of Jewish kids. You know, he had a house kids. up the mountain, right? You were on yeah, the boat did. with us with yeah. uh, Mike one time, uh-huh. and he was yeah. tell, showing you exactly where it was. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I remember because like I was like, who are these Jewish kids from like Long Island making this? And you realize no, they were they were like into shit and like there, there's some listen, listen, boys. Thank God for Rick Rubin. Th- yeah, oh my God, one thank of the, the God the greatest. for Rick Rubin. He's there, the one who found the Def Jam. There's I think. some um, there's some Beastie Boys I don't like. Like I'm I don't like uh, Brass Monkey and shit. Like the the more radio stuff. I'm not. I get it's kind of that was like. A lot of people's introduction to hip hop, like Intergalactic's fucking cool. I, I, listen, I don't I, like girls. Girls, I, yeah, all I really want is girls. That, see, that doesn't, I, that doesn't do so it for funny. me. It's so funny. That's not my the kind of Beastie Boys or, uh, I like. There was uh, it was the it was later in their career. It was like 2006 or 2000. That's brand. That's awesome. Uh, he's in Seattle, so that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's at least fair. Uh, I said why, <laughs> and he also only has sex with Koreans, so that's fine. But uh, so Put it on his dick, yeah. He, so he'll get the gold flu. Yeah. Uh, so no, I was. Was, um, what was it? No, you just made me fuck up my train of thought. About girls and uh, Beastie Boys. Yeah, but the, there was... The goofy songs. Yeah, the goofy song. Oh, but it, was, uh, it was later in their career, like 2006, when they released a new album in like 10 years, and there was that song that was like, check it out. It's yeah, what, that, it's that, what. I didn't mind that. That was cool. That was like so different to me, and I'm like, that was the first time I ever heard Let's of Beastie Boys. Let's turn this party. Oh, well, that was the first time you ever heard of that. No because shit. because my, my uh, uh, no one in my family likes hip-hop other gotcha. than me. Gotcha. Real, like, like See, real this is where I realize I'm, I'm benefited in having older brothers. See, I, I didn't... I was actually talking about this with Growhow last night because he's like he's I, he's like I feel like I, I'm doing stuff I should have done 10 years ago I'm listening to nothing but grunge and he was like ranking his grunge albums and how'd he go uh, I think uh, Super Unknown was his number one fair uh, Dirt was his number two okay. and Pearl Jam 10 was his three um, which you can't really go wrong with he said the same thing I did he's like you know I like Nirvana but I realize now like he and he's like me he likes in utero more than Nevermind and I like Unplugged more than any of them I just have an affinity for Nirvana it is I what it is I got nothing but respect for Nirvana I love original Alice in Chains before the guy died oh of course and then even their newest album Rainier Fog was it some of the best work they've ever had bad. it's fucking good shit it's just man. Lane Staley was such an icon but no, I, know. I was saying the same thing to Justin about that like I had uh, my oldest brother specifically I had all my dad's classic rock to learn from then my brother all he had all kinds of rap he had all kinds of fucking metal I was the only kid in fourth and fifth grade that had fucking smells like children by Marilyn Manson yeah, that see, I, I had I had Slipknot's first album mate feed kill repeat yes yeah, I had all that. this shit before anyone see, else the first time I heard Slipknot was uh duality it was on and see, that's, Ball, that's like, way even further than when yeah. they first blew up well, the, too. The, the, what's funny too is because the first time I saw it was the that iconic music video of them breaking the shit 
out of the house on Headbangers Ball at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I'll always remember the first time I seen Mick Thompson's mask. Oh, the- and it... <laughs> Freaking me the fuck out. Dude, you would have been terrified at my bedroom when I was growing up because it just, like, literally, I would buy Hit Parader every week, which was the fucking best metal magazine. Yeah. And I would cut out all the pictures, and my entire wall was Slipknot, System of a Down, Cold Chamber, uh, Corn, just all kinds of shit like that. Static X. I didn't start getting into real metal. Until I was about a freshman in high school, because I had, fr- I, you know, like uh, yeah, I, I was one of those, I, I was one of those people in high school. I was a crossover. I was, a, I was an elite. crossdresser. Oh, that <laughs> <laughs> too. There was, a, there was a crossdresser in our town. Uh, whatever. Her now, now name, we call them transgender. Well, her name was Roger. Okay. But it's... anyway, but I was, a, I was a cross. Where like I was, um, you know, I, I was, uh, I was a jock, but I was also, I, I would sure, hang out with burnouts sure. and metalheads. Yeah, I played baseball and I was a metalhead, and but I liked rap too. But so. it, it was so funny. Like, like my biggest passion in high school was music, but I was also captain a football team dating a cheerleader and it was like one of those things where it's like whoa it's a lot like Manfro Manfro was the same way he's a fucking metalhead he was a football player it's just so. it's, it's just so funny if like looking at things in hindsight you yeah, know what I mean it's it's funny man like I said I, I feel very uh, blessed in the sense that I was able to learn a lot of those things between music and movies as well yeah. that I because I, I realize a lot of my friends like they don't have that same kind of thing like having older siblings that introduced him to I, things like I, I, didn't. I, I was and my dad was also cool about things like he would get me albums my mom didn't want me having like the Marshall Mathers LP. He would buy me. My mom's like, only the edited version. My dad's like, all right, I'll get him the edited version. Gives me the real one. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, like, my father gave me classic rock. He sure, gave, like, yeah. He gave me ACDC, Led Zeppelin, um, but he gave me a lot of Grateful Dead in Boston. Those yeah. were like his, and the Doors. Those were like my, his top three my, favorite bands. My dad always wanted me to, like, uh, try different things with rock. I remember the first... With guys? Uh, well, no, that was my ass. <laughs> uh, the first album I bought with my own money. It was a cassette. Uh, was I remember I, I got like an allowance for doing my chores, sure. whatever. And uh, the video store we used to have in town that eventually became a blockbuster was called United Video and Music, and they sold CDs and shit, too. Uh, and cassettes. Because CDs at that point were still like 30 bucks for a CD, and cassettes were like 15 20 The first one I bought, and he guided me to it because I was like, this is a cool cover. And I didn't really know any of the songs, but it was Rob Zombie's Hellbilly Deluxe. That's a good one. And he was like, alright, try that one out. And he's like, I actually know that because Rob Zombie's really good friends with Howard Stern and Howard Stern actually does backup vocals on a bunch of these songs. Oh shit. He does the backup vocals on Dragula and Super Beast. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. That, really? That's Howard I didn't Stern. know if that. you read the, the album cover or the, the oh, 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 they actually credit him on the album? Yeah, that's Howard Stern's fucked up. It. I didn't know that. Um, so that was the first one I bought so I was lucky enough to have the only thing my dad didn't love was rap but he did like some of them. Like, he liked Eminem. He liked Nas a lot. He liked Beastie and Run DMC. He didn't like the like um, mystical. Yeah, right. <laughs> I still remember the first time I played Shake Your Ass. He's like, turn this crap off. Okay, so real quick, I want to talk to you about a post that you made on our on our Facebook. Please. And I'm not gonna argue with you because I understand the point and I read the article. Vinyl does not suck. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I get it. Yeah. And this is I, a very. I agree. It doesn't it's, suck. It's, it's a, not for me. It's a very old way of thinking mm-hmm. because when I listen to someone like Neil Young say, "I like hearing the scratches," or that he, I get that because I it's, it's, that. It, 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 there's a purist in me that loves that shit. I I but understand that. I, I also you, understand too that a digital master it doesn't get much better. I understand. I like the sound of cassette more than I like vinyl. Uh, the See, sound of the analog I don't like is cassette. significantly better than digital. Analog. See, well, I agree with that. Yes. Well, that's what t- cassette is. Um. My, my, I don't I, honestly vinyls. If you like collecting vinyl, I think that's cool because it's this unique thing. It's I different. Vinyl. I still collect um, vinyl, but 
no one can ever tell me when I don't like when people tell me the sound on vinyl is better. It's not. You can like the sound more, but the quality is not better on vinyl to me, than it is other things. I prefer it just because I like. Because to me, playing a vinyl is part of the part of the thing of playing a vinyl is the experience of taking sure. it out, putting it on the. Thing. I agree with that. That so like I enjoy the process of playing a vinyl. As far as it sounding better, it doesn't matter. It only matters what 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 the well, speakers. Yeah, that's you what got. I mean. If you if you like it so differently, like, but if, I if can hear the difference from a vinyl to a CD to a, a digital. I can hear I can hear it very clearly, so, especially yeah. on bass. So my so like my, my biggest comparison with this was always State Champs, their first record, Elevated, or uh, the Finer Things. I had it on I have it on vinyl and I have it on and I had it on CD. I listened to it on CD and then I listened to it on Spotify and then I listened to it on vinyl. There's a clear there's three different tones sure, I, absolutely. That, that you're hearing. It's I, pressed differently. I pref- it's compressed differently. I me I prefer vinyl. I I get I, I like it better, but. I can't play vinyl in my car. No, you can't. I can't do any of that. But like, the, going- the problem is with the compression on a vinyl is that the sound quality is going to change. And if you like that sound quality more, there's just like there's certain types of guitars sure. and basses. You know what bass is one of the most popular? And it was one of the most iconic to the Beatles that I fucking hate the sound of this oh, bass. The, oh, the Rickenbacker. I fucking hate Rickenbackers. I hate the sound of Rickenbacker. It's hollow. I don't like it. I don't mind it. I think a Rickenbacker sounds kind of nice. My, my uh, Mike V actually had a 12-string Rickenbacker. Sounded fucking amazing. Th- th- some of them can. But I don't like the sound for the kind of sound I like in bass. Just like I don't like the sound of bass being played with a pick. I hate the sound of it. Sure. Um, I don't like the sound of a Les Paul versus a Strat. Wait, hold on. Say, say that I don't again. like the sound of a Les Paul guitar versus a Fender Stratocaster. I much prefer a Fender Strat over a Les Paul. I don't disagree. I think a Les also, Paul. I'm, Les Paul is a better distortion level when agreed. it comes to like metal and shit and like real. Like, I'm a little biased because my biggest complaint. I think uh, the Les Paul, the Gibsons, make some really nice guitars. Of course, but they're so fucking heavy that no, they're it's annoying because they have because they I have, love a strap. They I love a strap. They have these oak bodies with these maple Correct. necks and it's uncore and you have to hold it and it fucking falls my, and shit. My favorite brand of bass is Ibanez. Ibanez to me makes the nicest basses. I, Ibanez is Ibanez is very pretty for the me, sound I like. They have the smoothest sound. For, I'll tell you what. What doesn't sound bad because uh, when I played guitar, I still kind of do sure. from time to time. I have an Epiphone Les Paul. Epiphones aren't bad. While still very heavy, it's balanced correctly, yeah. and it's still and it's well, much the, more the, the nice uh, thing affordable the, than a Gibson. A Gibson Les Paul, a good one, is going for fifteen hundred. The nice thing easy. about the Epiphone Les Pauls is that they're inexpensive, but the quality on them is good. It's kind of like the uh, the Squire basses, of course, which I yeah. really like as well. well I like those. I, I used to play a, ja- a Getty Lee Jazzmaster. Yeah, those are really that nice. fucking shit was awesome. Awesome. I, I mean, love my, that shit. My favorite bass player of all time is a guy not many, unless you're like deep into jazz, is Jaco Pastorius. If you don't know Jaco Pastorius, you want to hear the craziest bass player in your life. He had one bass that he carried around. With, look, look him up on your iPad really quick. Look up his bass. He didn't even carry it around in a case. The this thing was Jaco, J-A-C-O, Pastorius, just like the one-legged guy that killed his wife. Don't know either the, of those. Oh, the Olympian? Pastorius. Uh, Pastorius. Hold on, maybe I got it. Jacko, well, there he is. What the fuck is that thing? Dude, and if you could, really quick, just pull up something to listen to him play. He's the sickest bass player. He's dead. Uh, He got uh, killed by a bouncer at a show. What? Uh, yeah, he, he got killed by a bouncer at a concert. Well, I mean, no, I mean, it's kind of fucked up, but it looks like he's at. It's, it's like a. It's I like, almost bought the replica bass at one point. It they looks a, like a jazz master, but it's not. Yeah, it's different. It, yeah, I don't know what the fuck Dude, that is. That's he, fucking to wild. To me, is the greatest bass player of all time. Uh, uh, it's not even debatable for me. I haven't listened, but if I had to pick one, it's a tie between Steve Harris and Les Claypool. That's just me. Les Claypool is one of my favorites. Uh, Les Claypool, Flea, I fucking love. Well, Flea, Flea there, is, there are a few people that could play a slap bass like Clay. Yeah, like Flea, and then, honestly, and go from slap bass and the same song play super clean. 
Let's hear this. Dude. This is just warming up. This is like real jazz. I don't hate it. Dude, I like putting on jazz sometimes. I don't listen to jazz. I listen to uh, classic music. Like, there there are times when, like, especially my job can be really fucking stressful. So, like, I put something on and, the, like, the two songs, that my go-to two songs right now to, like, calm me down. One is Best Day Ever by Mac Miller. Okay. And the other one is actually Beethoven's Fifth, which really shouldn't See, calm me down because it's like, dun 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 songs like that, I always relate to, like, terrorism. <laughs> Because of uh, Die Hard, <laughs> or like, or like, sometimes if I'm really I think feeling about Die Hard with a vengeance. <laughs> oh God! Well, if I'm really feeling froggy, I listen to uh, the Galactic Republic. Uh, yeah, hell yeah, the what, Star Wars yeah, the metal yeah, band. Yeah, their fucking cover of uh, what the Imperial March is. I like the cover of the Duel of Fates. The Duel of Fates is fucking stupid, <laughs> um, man. I don't. I, I, don't I saw any... them. I saw them play with Danger Kids when I was living That's in Florida. Dope. I drove like an hour and a half to some hick fucking town in South Florida, and they played in like some bar, and they come out and like the fucking the, the, like like the Red Knights and stormtroopers and shit That's, and then, I would go see them live and then for Darth sure. Vader comes out with his fucking 12 and 6 <laughs> and just starts ripping the Imperial March and I'm just like what the fuck am I watching and That's why am funny. I why am I in like dude I'm in you're deep, enthralled by bro, it bro I'm in deep South Florida <laughs> deep yeah, like that's, like, that's, like that's some Florida man like, shit like I'm maybe on a 3 hour boat ride to Cuba in South Florida <laughs> honestly what's funny is like when I've been in the Florida Keys uh, I remember the first time I went and you look at the water and you can see at the very like the horizon that part of the water looks darker than it and my grandfather was like, yeah, that's the uh, Gulf Coast. If you go out there and you fall in, that's going to drag you all the way to Cuba. That's a wrap. And I'm like, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Like, they were letting me drive the jet skis by myself in the Florida Keys water when I was like <laughs> 10, 11 years old. That's not safe. No, especially because there's all kinds of barracuda. Like, they, they've told me at one point, I fell off the jet ski. They're like, Dan, get back on. They're like, why? You forgot to take your necklace off. And the barracuda are attracted to the reflective shiny, things. Yeah. Um, but with Jocko, if you ever listen anymore, there's another drummer, if you want to hear, a really good jazz drummer. His name is Dennis chambers he's fucking out of his mind when i was oh, yeah? first trying to learn how to play drums and play bass these were the guys that i was watching because their sound and their style is what i want flea was really who i wanted to emulate with bass playing that the first song i heard that made me want to be a bass player was the first song on blood sugar sex magic power of equality okay the very yeah, first that song a good one. that one i heard it open like boom 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 just and it's him yeah. slapping and plucking see, but, that, um, see that's the same thing too like the first time okay so the first time you've heard like a big man so that's the first time you ever heard the red hot chili peppers right i know I, I definitely heard them before that but that was the song that made me want to play bass i so, had heard plenty of chili peppers before that so the song that made me want to do anything musically also red hot chili peppers was their cover of higher ground oh dude and the reason being and this is the stevie wonder I, song I, I, which i figured out 10 years later yeah. um did you know that they didn't they didn't write roller coaster of love on the beavis and butthead do america yes soundtrack? i figured Although that it's a great too. cover yeah so um I owe a lot of my music taste. This doesn't sound fucking stupid. I owe a lot of my music taste to the Power Rangers movie. The first Dude, one. that's a great because soundtrack. The great soundtrack. Because as they're fucking free-falling... Yeah, it's higher ground. To higher ground by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And then the ending... This is where my affinity for Sammy Hagar comes in. The end. I remember. <laughs> the end song is when it says "Thank You, Power Rangers," and they're playing "Dreams" by Van Halen in the background with a fifty-one fifty. I'm yeah. like, "What's that song? I fucking love that song." I went my whole adult, my whole like life without even knowing what the fuck it was until my dad handed me fifty-one fifty. I listened to the whole thing. I'm like, "That's that song." What would they? What would you do if they remade like a a shot for shot remake of the Power Rangers movie? Uh, I'd be down. I saw I, know, I saw the re remake. Well, they did, and a it was whole bad. Because well, the reason I asked that, I was just talking about this with uh, Josh and our friend Ashley the other night. We were in a group chat, 
And um, she was like, we're watching the new Pokemon movie, but I'm pretty sure just a remake of the original Pokemon movie. What Pokemon movie? The very first Pokemon movie. They remade it? It's on Netflix. It just came out. Get the fuck out of here. It's just new animation. But I was like, is that the one where they saved Ash by crying? Yes, that's the one. (laughs) She's like, wow, we're an hour and 20 minutes into it, and I just realized this is a remake. Is it really? Hold on. It's a shot-for-shot remake, but with new animation. Ew, dude, Mewtwo Strikes Back. That's what it is. Are you going to watch this tonight now? No, because look, that looks awful. I guess Just the still it, images looks awful. It looks like claymation. Car- I'd rather the cartoon. It I'm looks not- like claymation, dog. I also, uh, to be fair, I have not gotten on board with anything Pokemon since, like, I I, I only owned one Pokemon game ever. I had a shit ton of cards because my grandfather worked at a pawn shop and he sent me any ones he got. Like, <laughs> I, I had, I had three cards. Charizards. Do you? I had. It's worth a lot of money, I think dude. I might have it in my mom's house still. Dude, my buddy, um, my buddy I definitely Mark- sold some. Dude, my buddy Marcus is trying to get me to go to all these Mets games. because I, I took him to his first baseball game yeah, last year. Yeah, he wants to go. He's obsessed. You better not pay them. He's gonna pay him. Yeah, he pays. I will go to a game if someone buys me a ticket, but I will I will dehydrate myself in the game before I buy the water there. He goes or eat any food there. I'll starve. He goes. What's a better matchup, Pittsburgh or Los Angeles? Better chance of winning if they play Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. Pittsburgh's gonna win like fifty games this year. I'm gonna watch their our- payroll is forty four million dollars. No, it's not. I swear to God, That's bad. their payroll is forty four million dollars. How much, dude? How, how much money came off the books when they traded Starling Marte? It's like seventeen. Jesus Christ! And that's still that's a lot, man. Yeah. I think Holy if you shit. include their minor league contracts, oh their God. payroll is fifty-two million. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. dude, it's fucking stupid. That is bad. Um, th- uh, there's an interesting rumor about who's going to play Wolverine next. Uh, um, I I saw a video on this. Uh, Henry Cavill is the rumor. Some guy who walks around Milwaukee that looks like Wolverine, yeah. the Mil the the Milverine. Yep. Is gonna play him because apparently he looks just fucking like him. I, I'd be down for Henry Cavill playing him. I wouldn't hate it. Um, I think Henry Cavill is a very the, good actor. The rumor is, I think he's good in certain things. Like he was great in Mission Impossible. It was fucking he was awesome. Great in Mission yeah. Impossible. Um, apparently they want to introduce. Well, this is just a rumor. They want to introduce Wolverine in Captain Marvel too, which I don't think is a terrible idea either because it adds an extra something to Captain Marvel that the first movie did not have. See, this is me being an elitist prick where I'm like, mm, that's Hugh Jackman's role. Yes, um, but he was you made just, for that but, role. But you can also argue um, uh, Superman was Christopher Reeves, Batman was Michael Keaton. I know, and then Christian Bale. It's, it's just it, I agree. I don't mm. disagree. I get your point of where you're but it's going. Like with he's, it. he's been Wolverine in so many movies, and spe- specifically the last one, Logan. Being uh, but as that's good why as I think. I, that's why I think I, rather than retire the character, because I would like to see Wolverine in the MCU. I think it, that Wolverine, the character, deserves that, and I'd also like to see them do Gambit correctly. I would like to see if you put. If you put Deadpool back in the MCU, legit, I, it'll you happen might, eventually. You might get me back in somehow. It, it could happen eventually, but um, I think Wolverine and the X Men are going to be in the MCU within the next three years. I would say is probably fair. Well, as you got to get X Men. You got and you got to get Fantastic Four. I yeah. Well, even even though the main storyline with all that with the Infinity Gauntlet and the Civil War, the biggest proponents of both of those storylines. Is Reed Richards from yes, the Fantastic correct. Four, but that's already done, so you can't do that. You got to find something correct. else. But I, I under, but it's still an integral part of yeah. Marvel Marvel lore. Yeah, I definitely, you definitely have to have. Uh, you'd be doing the fans a disservice if you didn't have this opportunity sure. to bring in the X Men to this larger universe. They um, deserve it, man. Yeah, they, they really do. It. And the X Men uh, had a really good run of their own movies. They had some not so good ones. Dark I can Phoenix. I can only say I still haven't watched Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix is bad. Dude. Um, I I can only say that I found one of them uh, that I've seen truly bad was the Last Stand, and it's not even that bad. And I'm sure it's better than Dark Phoenix. 
Yes, uh, it's much better than Dark Phoenix. Uh, I love the original one. I think uh, X Men X Two United is fucking phenomenal. Still, it, it is it's very still good. great. The scene when uh, Magneto pulls out the blood of the guy because um, he has metal in it. Yeah, he, there's too much iron in your blood. Yeah, is fucking awesome. Brian Cox from Succession is in that. Yep. He's great in it. The guy that created Wolverine. E- even when they did the young one with Fassbender and at McAvoy. With oh, the, uh, first class was first great, class. and then I love Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past might be my favorite one. Days of Future Past was great, and Apocalypse then, is okay. Apocalypse, it's fine. Apocalypse gets a bad rep because Olivia Munn's in it. Yeah, it's it's not bad. It just uh, to me, Days of Future Past such such a high bar, and I love First Class as well. Uh, the first two Wolverine movies, especially the first one, is horrendous. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah. the Wolverine is okay. Logan is phenomenal. Logan, no, Logan is, is perfect. Fantastic. Logan is the top five all time comic book movie in my opinion. You know, it took me so long to realize that that was Stephen Murch as the other guy yeah, dude. I was like Jesus fucking yeah. Christ even Merchant um, I, I, there was some news this week in the world of television after 25 years Judge Judy's gonna be ending which is kind of crazy cause to me that's like a like a Jerry Springer kind of thing like What's it's always there? been in the background yeah like when you related the court television Judge Judy was I, there was two I thought of Judge Judy and Judge Mills Lane because Mills Lane also was the, the the ref on Celebrity Deathmatch, and he was one of the best boxing refs of all time too. Oh, Mills he, Lane, yeah, he yeah. was the ref in the Tyson uh, Holyfield ear biting. Did uh, no, he was. Didn't he? Didn't he ref uh, Tyson Douglas? Too? Yeah, he yeah. he he was. Uh, he's one of the great boxing refs of all time. But I, dude, if I'm home and Judge Judy's on, I will just put it on because it's easy to leave on in the background. You could go on YouTube and watch highlights of her just ripping people. Fucking funny. She was on Curb once. Larry David had was to go really? on Judge Judy. Jesus Christ. Um, but it, it, to me, it's another things that's weird just because she has been for 25 years it's been on that's kind of crazy when she you had, think about she it. hadn't aged a day and she's fucking rich yeah, how much she, money that bitch has made she's made a lot of dude my dad money. loved those court shows he really? watched judge judy judge joe brown was his dude uh he he loved judge joe brown the people's court. my dad loved like mean black people yes fucking stupid Oh my god! Um, I, so going back to comic book movies, uh, it looks like they are going to be rebooting Spawn. Finally, they're going to try a new Do Spawn it right, movie, please, out. because they tried with the the fucking guy who got who Keith Ledger killed. Uh, Michael Jai White. Yes, they tried yeah. it with that one. Who fucking... would have been a really good yeah. Spawn? Um, I still like the original Spawn movie. I kind of dig it. It's got it's... a weird. It's dated, but there's some really cool stuff to it. Like yeah. John Leguizamo is great as the clown. Yeah, he's awesome as it. But um, it's obviously dated. But they the reason why they're committed to doing it now is because of how much money Joker made. They're like, maybe we can get this raw, gritty, violent uh, comic well, book see, movie I mean, going. I mean, even if you watch like even the success of Punisher, even though it got canned. Well, got all that got canned. canned. But, it wasn't st- just, but, st- but I'm yeah. saying, but you but see you how great Burns rated, was. You could make these rated R and these adult content comic things. Deadpool, well, even though it was but funny. It, but to be fair, on the other side of the coin, Birds of Prey didn't do too hot. It, so there, there's a there's a balance here. There yeah. is a balance. But I also have said from the beginning that Birds of Prey was marketed terribly. It was marketed horrendously. The Emancipation of Harley... Get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, then they just changed it to Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Stupid. Um, there's some movement in the Tom Brady stuff this week. Um, uh, apparently, he had his first phone meeting with Tom, uh, with Belichick. Uh, did not go well. I, I could have figured that. Uh, the favorites to land him right now. Are the Titans? Yes. And the San Francisco 49ers, who then trade Jimmy Garoppolo to the Patriots. 
Now, that's how is that not tampering? I I mean it's technically not. You can do that. No, I, I'm just saying. But how is that like not? I don't know. It, no, it, it's, well, it's, it's just it's like, like the it's like, shouldn't have been allowed to sign Antonio no, Brown when they did. Yeah, right. No, it's we were like, all so mad about that. No, it's like <laughs> it's like and Tyler was so happy about it, and then uh, yeah, but no, it's, how how you feeling now, cunt? Stupid <laughs> asshole. Uh, no, it's the same thing. When it was like when, like Jeter retires, he goes to the Marlins and he trades the Marlins every great <laughs> fucking Carlin. player, like to the Yankees. To be fair, he got rid. Of, he sent Ozuna to the Cardinals and Yelich to the. Brewer and, so. and, and, and Hanley to the Red Sox. Yeah, exactly. So, but I understand that. But he had a fire sale. But he he, he sent the franchise to the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, I, I. Who, by the way, is hurt again. Who uh, Stanton? Yeah, and so is Judge. That is fucked. Your whole outfield is fucked. I, they're both out opening day. I, I said it to Josh on the show a couple I feel, weeks ago. I, I was like, part I of don't me feels know if bad. I don't know if these guys are like Judge especially because Stanton's a big dude. But he and he had been relatively healthy for the most part in Miami. But Judge is even bigger than him. I don't think they're built like baseball players. They're not. It's well, just spe- be- specifically Judge. Judge, Judge is, is built like a basketball player. He's dude. built like a basketball player, like a power forward or a, a small well, linebacker. Well, like a, he's built like a blitzing linebacker. When you see he's bigger, built like Jason Taylor, yeah, it really is. Like, but, but when you see someone that big and that tall, I mean, like you look at someone like a DJ LeMahieu, who's tall and lanky, but he's but, thick. He's but thick. He's, he's not muscular. He's he, thick. He's not even that thick. He's a little on the lanky wiry, side. Wiry, wiry. Exa- oh, like <laughs> Jeff McMeal's wi- wiry. Yeah, but he's also playing second base. Yeah, correct. Right field but the same but but the fact remains the same is that like that's a baseball player you know what i mean Base, baseball players aren't fucking this big you know what i'm saying like judge is that they're they haven't really said what the injury is they just said shoulder peck stop saying that shit because you think it's like a, a shoulder reconstruction it's you, gonna, said, you said the same shit about severino and now yeah. he's got tommy john like yeah i i don't know i i'm i'm beginning like ju- i'm gonna fall I'm, it might uh <laughs> it's, it's fallen once before um Stanton, I'm not surprised. Judge, I'm really not surprised. I think he's going to play less than 100 games this year. I wouldn't. I, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I think honestly. at this rate, um, I I worry for his longevity. I think if he has another year where he plays less than 100 games, you have to officially put the injury prone bug on him. You have to, and like I, I'm not saying the Yankees should try to move Stanton. That's not what I'm but saying. You, you are. You have to start. You have to uh, get to a point where like if he has a bad season again, where he takes up a roster spot all the way, you're going to have to eat a lot of that money. You, I mean, you have I was to cut your losses. Um, the, the, if what you should probably look to move Judge rather than Stan because the return on Judge would be higher because well, some team will take a risk. Well, ju- well, Judge also has still what two years of control, correct? If they trade which is him. why his value is even higher. And not to so mention, what is he only twenty five? A team could give up in theory. Like, let's say you have a team that has a really good starter on a bad team or a starting pitcher and some prospects. They might do that because they're like, okay, we can get we, we trust our training staff more than the Yankees training staff. We can get Judge right. We'll put. Him on a new diet, yada yada. I'm not saying the Yankees should do this, but if he had a year where he's hurt again, and I'm Brian Cashman in the offseason, and we don't win the World Series, I'm looking to package Aaron Judge, and you might have to throw Stanton in too uh, as part of it because we have to offset some of the money. But uh, is if Judge is continuing to get hurt, is he a guy that you're going to give a major contract to? I wouldn't give him a exactly at this point. No. no, no. Right now, I would not give him. A contract. I'm, I'm saying like if this is contract year coming up, and like say everything happens exactly Correct. as you said it. No, I, I at minimum a one year prove it deal. To, to me, it's like if you gave uh, not that Zach Wheeler had near the success Aaron Judge did, but I didn't want to pay Zach Wheeler at the ass because he hadn't consistently done it. I didn't want to pay Noah Syndergaard at the ass because he had not consistently done it. I don't, don't want to pay Noah either. No, no if way. Noah has a killer year this year, you fucking pay him. You absolutely have. You to. fucking pay him because that, that's but that's the best one too. Judge right now is a one year wonder. 
That's the God's honest truth. Yeah, he is. He was good last year. He wasn't great because he was hurt. You know, it was actually funny. So when I went to the Subway Series last year with my ex, and she was, she was, she was really more a Yankee sure. fan. I was more a Met fan. And we're sitting in right field, so Judge is right in front of us. Uh-huh. And He's a nice ass. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Routine fly ball, catch it, no problems. So and now Judge comes up to bat, and she sits there and looks at me and goes, let's see what this fucking guy's all about. <laughs> Strikes out in three pitches. And she looks at me and goes, he fucking sucks. <laughs> well, she was right, he I guess. He sucks, yeah. Um, now, so I'm, go- I'm going to the Silverstein concert this weekend. I think you're going to end up coming. It's a game time decision, more than likely. I think there. you're like 60-40 yes right Especially now. Especially because For Your Strong is opening. Yeah. And I love their new album, so yeah. I'm like super into and, it. And th- I think you definitely want to come, because we actually have a pretty good-sized group going. Yeah. Uh, my sister's coming. One of my sister's friends is coming. Josh is coming. Greg is going to be there. Josh is going? Yeah, Josh got a ticket. He said that in the group chat. I got to read these group yeah. chats. I, I, jo- I put you guys on doing it to start sometimes. Understandably so. But jo- Josh is coming. Um, uh, Greg is going to be there. Kalucci is going to be there. Um, uh, Pat is coming. Anne's going to be there. That's that, um, that's like my main reason for going. Yeah, so I think you, we, we would have a really good time. And I, we're going to go to the VFW and drink? Of course, yeah. Always. And um, we're not going to Wawa after because I won't get my fucking sandwich. That was the stupidest <laughs> fucking dude, night. I was so mad. I just gave a guy my ticket. I was like, fucking take it. And then they called you next more than likely. Yeah, probably. Holy shit. But, we uh, sat there for like four 40 the minutes, thing, me and Josh in my truck, and it, no one's saying anything, and Josh is, all you hear is crinkling, and crinkle, him eating, crinkle. and then t- a week later, that I was found- was also Silverstein I, in August Burns Red. I found his fucking shitty juice drinks in the back of my fucking he, truck. He just left them. Of course he did. Dickhead. Um, now, the one thing, after the f- after the, the show, I'm going to have to pull it up on my phone, but it's uh, Israel Adesanya against Yoel Romero. No, they're and, fighting Saturday and, night? And Joanna against uh, Whale Zhang. Um... I, I think uh, I think Israel's going to kick his ass. Uh, huh? I think Israel's going to kick his ass. I th- I don't know if he's going to kick his ass. I think it'll be close early, and I think he's going to get a late TKO. I think it'll be very close early on. It's going to look a lot of, like a lot like most Romero fights. Well, I'm thinking, I think he's going to just pick him apart. I think he's actually so going to look a lot like Adesanya and uh, Calvin Gasdalem did. I think it's going to be a very similar kind of fight. Because the thing with Romero Lost is... Lost a lot of money on that fight. <laughs> yes, you did. Oh, my um, God. I, I, the thing with Romero is he ha- he's the most explosive fighter in the sport. From what I understand, he's not having a great weight cut, so that'll be interesting to see. I, I, last I saw yesterday, he was 198 pounds, and he has to make 185 by tomorrow. Oh, on Friday. God, that's that's so that's dangerous. It's iffy, but he's he has he's only missed weight like once in his career. I think Joanna is going to get her fucking ass kicked that by bad, this huh? Chinese girl. Yeah, yeah, she's going to get her. Unless this girl's got Corona, I think <laughs> this, this girl fucking hits like a shit brick house. Okay. Um, this is the girl that knocked out the girl that beat uh, Rose. Jesus um, Christ. And uh, she did it in China too. She came over from China because of Corona because they wanted to make sure she didn't get it. But uh, I'm really excited to see this fight. Realistically, by the time the, f- the show ended, which is like what? Starland shows end around like 10, 10, 30. Saturday night? Yeah. It'll go a little later because Silverstein's doing three sets. Sure. Ten, but it's so, starting earlier. It starts at like six. So, well, that's that's probably going to be the go-to thing. So more than likely it'll be, oh shit, I can't go on Saturday. Why? I have something to do Saturday night. What do you have to do? I have to go to my buddy's house. And no, you fit. don't. No, I really do. No, you don't. I, 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 what if I set the house on fire? He just bought the house. Don't do that. What if I set the house on fire? Dan, shut up. No, Which buddy? No, Which no. buddy is it? It's, it's, my, it's my friend Eric. You okay, never, I'll never blow met him it before up. Because, shut up. <laughs> I'm just going to take a no. shit. I'm going to do like dirty work and hide fish all around the house. <laughs> We're going to make it hard to live in that house. Oh, my God. I just God. watched dirty work the other night. That fucking movie is so great. <laughs> Dude, there's some parts... <laughs> <laughs> All these years later, that picture still makes me horny. Wistful. I mean, wistful. <laughs> you know, like when they discover their brothers, and he goes, "Remember that time in the sixth grade when you stuck a peek at my sister's underwear?" 
or I, I stuck a peek at your sister's underwear. It was funny because I was actually looking at my sister's underwear. Remember senior year of high school when you had sex with her? <laughs> All right, no more reminiscing. <laughs> Chris Farley right. with the skunks. Yeah. In the land of skunks, the man with no nose is king. <laughs> you bastard. Dude, at least I didn't have my nose bit off by a, a Saigon, Saigon whore. whore. Dude, what, there's a dead prostitute in the trunk of your car. <laughs> there's so many. It's so dumb and it's so funny. The, even the father of the movie that they're working for, oh. he goes, uh, they're like, Pops, we've got great news. All right, boys, bring on the whore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> talking to Chevy Chase. And he's talking about his gambling. And he goes, let's say, you know, uh, I lost on uh, USC, Rocky. Wait, wait a minute. You're telling me you bet on Rocky 3 and you bet against Rocky? <laughs> he goes, In the well, first and he goes, and he goes, well, hindsight's twenty twenty, my friend. <laughs> he bet on the first fight and the second fight. <laughs> He bet on Clubber Lang. Oh, all right. You want to wrap this fucking thing up? Yeah. So let me hit it with the last word. Please. Um. So, uh, Dan made fun of me last week. Sure he did. Says, you know, some people you know, spend two hundred, spend two thousand dollars on a computer. <laughs> the build one, I said. The build one. That's yes. The key word. So yeah, that's about what happened, and uh, it's coming in tomorrow. So I'm gonna be without, that a, without a monitor or a keyboard. Took care of all that and, <laughs> and I, just buy cheap ones. No, yeah. I, I took care of all that and I went and saw our good friend, uh, the doctor Michael Sayage. Okay, very good. Uh, Micro center. Yes. So I uh, saw him. He was talking to a couple Patterson cops okay. because uh, some dude apparently stole about three grand worth of Apple product off a of top stock. Oh, that happened to me and Troy once at Best Buy. <laughs> yeah, it was just me and him working. We were understaffed, and some guy set up boxes of paper, went into the fucking cage, and I took like eight this. iPads. I remember. Troy this. was scared, and I was laughing. Yeah, because yeah. Troy thought he was going to get fired. He'd only been there a couple weeks. You'd and you were like, like whatever. Yeah, you were like, like, dude, it happened. Like, we were both, there was two of us in the whole department. What yeah. were we supposed to do? So my PC's coming in. Um, I bought an, I bought a second monitor. I have a capture card. I'm going to be starting up a streaming channel Very in good. the next couple weeks. Why don't you just do it on our YouTube page? Well, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, well, I'll give you the because I'm going to be doing it on on, on, on Twitch, and I'm going to okay. link it to the YouTube. Yeah, please, please. So I'll, I'll, I'll give do, you all the info. I'm going to do it. I'm going to start doing it that way. So Very that, good. You know, I want to. I just like I like gaming a lot. I've always wanted a computer. I finally got well, one. What PC games are you going to be playing? So it's I'm not a Fortnite kind of guy. I'm just not, and I haven't been. You're a big um, dick So guy. I'm going to be playing a lot of Overwatch. Very um, cool. A couple RPGs, probably new stuff coming out, and then the new Doom comes out in two weeks. Oh, fuck so yeah. So I'm going to be streaming the fuck shit out of, yeah. out, of, out of that when it comes out. I, that's so. going to be on PlayStation also? Yes. Fuck. Well, that problem Dude, is then, MLB yeah. The Show is two weeks away. No, it's not. March 21st. Well, I guess that means I'm streaming MLB The Show then. <laughs> uh, is it going to be on PC too? No. Oh, you're going to be streaming from the... I got it, from the PlayStation well, because, the computer. Gotcha. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I have that. Yeah. But I, I, if I want to do PC streaming, I need a separate computer, which I don't want to yeah, buy at correct. the moment. Yeah, But no, so I, I but will yeah, do MLB, eventually. MLB The Show is March 21st. God damn And they're, it. the first time ever, they're going to have authentic minor league teams. I remember I saw um, that, yeah. Which is really cool. I'm very excited for that because I'm very... Um, bored on gaming right now. I've just been playing Kenyatta and Madden recently. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. But yeah, so like I said, I'm starting my streaming channel. We'll um, keep you guys posted on that. We'll, we'll announce it on Facebook and Twitter and everything. Yeah, so that'll so be can, fun. Because people love watching people game. I, I Listen, dude, I, it's not for me, but people... Shit. Dude, I, 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 I'm I amazed. I, more power to you. It's like people that make money off unboxing shit. I've never watched anyone game before online, but it's a fucking huge, huge thing. I, I get it. I was watching uh, I was watching some guy. I forget his name. It's like Dr. Advert or something like that. And motherfucker, like, he has like a gimmick. He has glasses. Like how we used yeah, to yeah, do yeah. He has glasses on. He yeah. has... We'll like do that in the summer. Up, like, yeah. <laughs> he has this fucked up mustache and shit. And he was playing Overwatch to about 30,000 people. Yeah. And 
That'll do it. Thirty thousand people donate one dollar is thirty grand in your pocket in a matter of an hour. Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying I'm looking for handouts. I'm just saying like that's that's Give the me business money. Mo- that's the business yeah, model for sure. For you know. Sure. So yeah, keep an eye on keep an eye on. Uh, did that. you know Louis C.K. was a writer on the movie Pootie Tang? Yes. Okay. All right, guys. This is episode ninety one. You watch. I listen. That's how you're gonna end it. <laughs> yep. All uh, right. Uh, this. Uh, thank you to Bet DSI. Thank you to Lobo Sound. Thank you to hashtag Shots for Likes Podcast. Uh, we will see you guys for episode ninety two next week. Later. Goodbye.